Thanks a lot, Johnny. Been a long time. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for hosting me. Your background is is actually super awesome. Seriously, whoever whoever did those illustrations, I feel like they should do. You should get a lot more of them. Was that in house? I mean, it, it, it you know so uh, it matches the color of your cap, right? So we of what? Oh way. my! <laughs> no, I'm sure it's perfect. It's really good. It's really good. Have, this is a random question, by the way. Have you? How, well, how many different versions of the logo have you had? Just one or multiple? Just one. Just one. Actually, since the beginning. Do you so this think, logo is uh, three years, three and a half years old now. Would, would you, is that something that you would ever consider changing or, or no? Or is it something you I want mean, to stay tried and true forever? I think I can keep this forever. I mean, there, there definitely be, be, uh, be more refreshed versions of this, but um, the colors and... Uh, uh, I think the colors would still remain the same. Yeah. I do like, so I what do, do like what do you think logo. about our logo? Let me ask you this question. What do you think about our logo? I I'm a big fan of simplicity. So, but I'm a big fan of some, our complex message within something that's very simple that you normally wouldn't see. I don't know if it's telling something. I like it. I've also, I'm also a little biased, but I also have seen it so much. It's almost like normal for me. I think it's good and I think the colors are great, but it doesn't have a, it doesn't mean anything to me except stack by. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't like, yeah. does it mean something? I've never even asked you that. No, I mean, uh, so if you, if you, if you see uh, it, it is basically uh, as an S, right? So, and it's stacked on top of each other, right? Wait, how is there an S? Where's the S? So this is, I'm a, looking this at is it. an S, right? I'm looking at it. So this is an S. If you if you uh, figuratively uh, see it, it is basically an S. Am I an S? Wait, yeah, you mean the line? It's an alphabet S. The letter. Oh S. wait, not the one that I'm looking at on the screen. Oh oh wait 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 wait. You're not talking about the bars that are the stack. Bars. I'm talking about the bars. I'm talking about the bars. It it looks like a. Okay, whoever's listening to this. I would love for you to go to stackby.com, S-T-A-C-K-B-Y.com, and look at the logo in the top left corner where it says Stackby, and it has these these lovely colors next to it. He's saying that looks like an S. I have no idea how you could possibly come to that conclusion. Seriously? <laughs> am I am I am I just blind? But I think that's the best way to uh, get people on the website. So I think. This is good. <laughs> oh, no plug, no shame. Um, oh, yeah. Did you redo your website, by the way, recently? I did. I did. We did. Yeah. Same platform. So Jan twenty. So yeah, like last month we did. You're not on Webflow, are you? No, we're not. But we want to. Uh, I mean, uh, some bit uh, of our pages uh, should be will be on Webflow. Yeah. So we plan for it. Wait, you, but why would you do some on Webflow and some on, wouldn't that make it really complicated to have two CMSs? No, I mean, no, no. So this what about is like Duda? a custom CMS, right? What about Duda? So, so we are not using any of the CMSs, right? So it's not on WordPress. It's completely custom built from what scratch. Not, yeah. What do you mean? You, what do you mean you're not using a CMS? Oh, like Heroku or something? Or what are you doing? No, it's like, it's, it's hosted on <laughs> our servers. It's, it's our CMS. 
What? You 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 didn't you didn't create yeah, we're not on WordPress. Ads. I mean you you can do you know you can you can make custom landing pages, right? Custom websites and spin it on your own server. Yeah, yeah, but wait, but you 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 have a, a software though, or a or a, like a WordPress.org, you know, some I mean that's just an example of one. Or or like Duda or you know uh Umso or any of that stuff. Or softer. No. What do you mean? No. So what is it? So it's a custom, it's a custom landing page, uh, you know, and we have spun out on our own uh, front end server. It's a custom, well, it's I've, a custom I've, landing I've page. I've never heard of that before. Is that, is that wild? Yeah. I mean, that, that's how uh, landing pages. Uh, so you, you get know, all the analytics, uh, you get all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You have I mean, to build we, all that? For, for analytics, for analytics, we use Google analytics and a uh, few other uh, Mix you know, panels, right? Yeah, Use Mixpanel, Mixpanel, Google Analytics. Yes. Huh? You know, here's a, here's a, actually, I'm very curious. So actually, well, you know, we should give people some context. Um, so for, I don't know, the 20, maybe 40% of listeners who don't know you or StackBuy, what, how would you explain StackBuy and what, 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 what can you say about yourself and, and how you got here? Okay, sure. Uh, so Stackby is a collaborative workspace uh, that brings the best of uh, three things, uh, spreadsheets, databases, and no-code automations. Um, essentially, it allows people to build their own custom uh, work tools uh, for their needs. So non-technical people can uh, get into Stackby and start building the tools that they need for their like, business. Like 100% and... non-technical? Yes. Yes. No coding. No coding needed uh, whatsoever to build your own custom workflow. Okay. So essentially we're going after an average spreadsheet user uh, who knows a little bit of, you know, Excel or Google Sheets. Uh, but that's that's pretty much about it. But, but, but I think th that's the whole... So you're going after the whole world. I mean, we're going after the, <laughs> you know, after, after 1.5 billion people, right? Out of the seven. How many? 1.5 billion use a spreadsheet yes a billion people use spreadsheet but there are uh, 1.5 billion people who are knowledge workers oh my gosh jeez and do you know do you is it public how many users like google sheets has every month like monthly active users or no i think uh i think overall i think we have overall of spreadsheets i haven't seen like google sheet numbers to be honest but I would I imagine think we that's... have numbers. We have G Suite numbers. But that's but that would include what are those numbers? Everything. It, it would include Gmail. It would include Google Docs. Google How Sheets, big is it though? Right? How many people? I think it's. Uh, I, I I think the last I heard it was two hundred million or something. Oh, it's all, really? Oh, I thought it'd be higher. To be honest. Wow. And just, and, and and just think about million. that. I just can't stop thinking about all the people that aren't even online yet. There's so much of so many people that aren't even hit the internet yet. That's going to be future demand. Absolutely. But go ahead. It but is. But I think, I, I think there's also Microsoft in this, right? So, uh, so Microsoft with uh, all the Microsoft products, all the online office uh, 365, I think that's a huge market as well, right? So it's not just uh, up to Google. And there are a few other spreadsheet tools as well. So not just uh, Microsoft and oh, Google there's Sheets. A ton. I think there are a lot of people, there's, there's ton of but, other uh, spreadsheets. 
the interesting thing is there's so many with so many different nuances that are different. Like you think of like a parabola, a clay, a stack by an air table, a base, a, a rose. They're all have their own unique value add. They're like, it, it's pretty amazing actually, because I mean, I, I was an accountant, right? That's how I started. So I despise spreadsheets. I've always wanted to like, you know, put myself out of a job ever since I got introduced to spreadsheets. But most people don't use spreadsheets correctly. And no, very few people use databases right. Is, do you, is that true? That is true, actually. So one of the statistics I, I, I read is that 90% of spreadsheet users use spreadsheet to organize information. So, so, what, so you know, you are an accountant, right? So in the 1980s, when uh, spreadsheet began, uh, you know, the whole idea of spreadsheets really started uh, when they wanted to digitize ledgers, right? So the whole accounting process was on pen and paper in the 1970s interesting in the 1980s they built this tabular program you know to punch in numbers and to do some basic calculations right was it uh, from microsoft like bought excel yes i think it was like accountants right uh, i mean in, in that uh, you know I, probably you know wall street was uh, it microsoft you know, yeah, but I, are, we, I, are we talking so about microsoft excel? bought excel so microsoft ended up buying excel so excel was developed by few other developers Microsoft bought Excel in 1987. Wait, 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 wait. You just, whoa, whoa, whoa. Microsoft did not create Excel in-house from scratch? They no, acquired no, it? No, they did not. No, they did Does not. Does anyone as far as I remember, know this? Yes. I mean, you can, you can search about it. No, no, no. They I'm bought, saying like... They bought the Excel program in 1987. Dude, that is one of the most interesting things. Go on. This is fascinating. Yeah, so... Um, so how much did they get point, for right? it? Uh, Do you know what they paid? Huh? Do you know how much they uh, paid for it? No idea. No idea. I think probably it doesn't even matter right? if they paid $20 billion. They got their money's worth. It was, that was the biggest no, no, deal I mean, of all of acquisitions, I think. I mean, but I, they did not pay that much. I mean, they, they, I think they got the license of, uh, or they, they got the IP, uh, you know, of the program and they just took it to the next level. Right. Because, you know, at that time, you know, Microsoft was the only, you know, there are a lot of hardware companies. But you know, Microsoft became really popular with their, uh, you know, with their Windows OS, right? Well, so they also with they that, also made deals with the computer manufacturers, I believe, where every laptop that was shipped, it would be shipped with Windows. That's what they negotiated. So it was, I exactly. forget what you call that, like a tag on item or cross sell or whatever. It would go. It would be the default platform of all these computers. And, and they still do it. They still do it, right? Yeah. They do, but this guy Steve Jobs came along and kind of uh, caused a little friction, and which is amazing. I mean, yeah. But yes, yes, they do. Yeah. So to so to come to the point, right? So a uh, lot of people. So what happened is when Excel started, it was basically a platform to digitize ledgers for financial analysis for calculations. But over a period of time, it became like this makeshift database for millions of people, because people started organizing information in tables. Right. The way we are structured in our brains is that we could organize information in tables. Okay. Table is still one of the most popular design element or user interface humans have ever created when it comes to computer software. Think about it. 100%. Uh, right? So Wait, that's, that's, why Excel, that's because we think a certain way? That's why they created it like that? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. And there is, a, and there is actually a paper on it. Uh, uh, it's one of the most popular, uh, you know, papers. Uh, this was back in 1983. Uh, you know, so I think uh, this, 
Alan Kay, uh, you know, who's who's a pioneer on this, he published a paper on this on uh, you know design interfaces for you know computer software, and how would that look? So he then described the concept of tables in that paper. This was back in 1983, and a lot of spreadsheet programs came in the 1980s. Excel became super popular with the Microsoft backing, and then you know just you know spearheaded uh, you know for for massive growth, right? But now what happened is Microsoft also launched a product called Microsoft Access, right? <laughs> it's n- not not that popular, uh, you know, as Excel, but you know, still, uh, you know, a little bit, you know, people who uh, know about databases, who know about queries, a little more technical, developer-centric uh, people would uh, still build those databases, right, on Access. But again, it's it was not popular, uh, you know, for the masses. Do people still so use fast it? fast forward. Huh? Are there some people that still use Access to this day? The, 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 there are some, uh, I think, uh, baby boomers who are still using it. That's just stubbornness. It's unbelievable. All right, sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. cut you out. That's why. Yeah. So I mean, uh, but it's fine. I mean, you know, they be, because they've probably spent years uh, building sure. on access, right? Um, Empathy. So, yeah. the, so now the point is, you know, we have now come to, uh, you know, to a point where a lot of people still heavily, because of that, you know, view of the world, uh, with, uh, you know, Web 1.0, Web 2.0, uh, a lot of people still heavily relied on, you know, spreadsheets for for most part. You know, when they start their business or when they run their business, there are some bit of operations still managing, you know, still being managed on spreadsheets. And when I personally started, uh, you know, with this problem, you know, I was, I was working in a fortune 500, you know, in, in us, and we were still, you know, managing all of our data on spreadsheets. You know, we were managing multiple workflows like like flows or due diligence tracking, competitor analysis, patent tracking, things like that. So we used to invest into startups, uh, uh, you know, and we are large, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, corporate VC, um, and at that point, you know, we had to track like three, four, five thousand startups on a daily basis, and it was just getting super cumbersome to manage on on Excel sheets, um, right? So you're trying to find a better software for us to manage all the deal flow that we had, you know, within our company, and then realize that uh, you know there are CRM platforms, uh, there are online version of spreadsheets, and there are project management software. None of this you know, which we could customize according to our needs, right? So we needed a database of some sort, a very good visual interface on top of it, which is similar to or simple as a spreadsheet. And and let that platform be so powerful that it helps us connect to third-party services uh, and automatically bring information from those services right into, you know, your databases. Wait, wait, so this, so, this, this was an idea that just came to your mind? Or this was something the team was yes. talking about. This is what we wish we had. So this, this, so because I was the one responsible for it, so I was the one, you know, sitting on this problem for for months, right? I spoke to a lot of vendors uh, during that time back in 2016. So this and, is 2016. Uh, this is 2016. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, realized that there are, there is no real uh, you know product out there that would allow us to customize our own databases and which is as simple to use as a spreadsheet for a non technical user. So 2017 was really uh, like initially the idea was to build like a deal flow management software for investment professionals, but then realized that uh, this is a problem, not just for investment professionals, but also for the rest of the world. How did you You realize that? So I ended up speaking to marketing managers, product managers, sales managers, analysts. I interviewed people. So I spoke to almost 300 people in 2017. So I'm still on the job. What made you do that? That's, I feel like most people, if they were assigned that task, I was, they would go I ahead was and getting, build it. I was getting to a problem, right? Uh, I was trying to 
see i think uh, you know i think that there is a popular quote that 95% of your time should go into uh, getting to the right problem and then 5% on on the solution right so for me it was very important for me to validate uh, you know the problem uh, and initially when i started talking to investment professionals they gave me contacts why don't you talk to a product manager a marketing director or a sales manager and 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 talk to them about you know what they what what do they think about spreadsheets you know even if there is a world of crms out there but what do they really think about spreadsheets do they still manage their information so it turns out that they do a lot of people still heavily use Everyone. spreadsheet i mean even if even if there is a crm uh, you know does this there are there were individual sales folks who would still manage their deal on spreadsheet as a backup right i've never seen so i've still, never seen a company that didn't i swear exactly right so yeah uh, so i think 2017 was really you know i was working you know uh, in the day job you know in corporate in the night i was formulating did this you, problem did you like it yeah. did you like what you were doing yes absolutely because it was satisfying i was getting i was getting to somewhere and i just realized that this was becoming a super ambitious project uh, because you know i'm trying to change uh, you know it, it 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 for somebody who's alone right um, was thinking about this it was very hard for me to comprehend, comprehend in terms of the solution you know what should i build at the end of all this i have this problem massive problem that people are using spreadsheets to organize information what is it that we can do so the the simple idea was that we'll build a software that is very simple to use as a spreadsheet but it also does a little bit of you know database crm and connects to all these you know third party services right so with that That's idea 20 yeah i mean to, that's what happened right like in our in the mvp that i created i i realized that okay there needs to be three elements it needs to be a spreadsheet cell interface it needs to okay. uh, connect to a relational database backend right and uh, through those apis you know we'll be able to basically pull and push information out of those days out those of those were, databases th you're saying those were necessities for what you those were the necessities which i thought uh, you know would solve uh, the three building blocks that would solve uh, 80% of the problems when it comes to organizing information. Why, why, why such an emphasis on integrations in APIs? Yes, because, uh, uh, so back in 2015, there was just 300 public APIs, right? And today we are talking like fast forward 2021, you know, we are now at close to around 30,000 public APIs. So wow. I realized, uh, that Salesforce opened their API ecosystem, you know, back in 2012, right. And this, they started pushing it right today more than 50% of revenues on Salesforce comes from their app ecosystem, not from the code. Yes. Really? So you can, yes. I never, that's a, wow. That is that, you mean it's been like that for years? Yeah. I last, uh, three or four years. Yeah. Wow. Half. Yes. Significant amount. I mean, wait, wait, are don't those, quote me on that, but significant developers? amount. Who's making Yes. Like, like, would that be the same as like someone, uh, some, a third party seller on Amazon? Like, are there individuals like making money off of like the lightning on Salesforce, you know, app network, like make, or is yes. it all so this is both, this, these are both individuals and brands, right? So this is the overall app ecosystem. So, so there's, there are definitely, so you're saying there's people out there that make a living from an app they created on top of the sale on Salesforce that someone's paying them for. Absolutely. 100%, 100%. Yes. All the way back to, you know, like maybe even like 2017 or something, potentially. Yes, potentially. I mean, that's where it started, right? Uh, so, the, so the point is uh, that a lot of people started consuming services via 
APIs. And APIs were still very technical. You know, it's still very technical. You know, not a whole lot of people understand it. Only developers knew, you know, what 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 are what are APIs, right? So 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 that's why what integrations have become super important. It's, what is it's, uh, it's application What's programming program? interface, right? Huh? It's application programming interface. It basically, uh, you know, APIs allow you to, um, you know, interact with third-party services. So, you know, if you want to bring core information about a service, say, for example, you want to bring uh, campaigns data out of Facebook ads uh, API. So you could, you know, potentially, uh, uh, you know, get it through, you know, a request like an API request and uh you know, get that information in a JSON format, which is, you know, the most popular format right now and uh, pull that data into any of your, uh, you know, databases or platforms that you're using, right? So APIs allow you to, you know, connect to services and bring rich data out of those services. And would you so, say- And we wanted to make, yeah. Would you say the vast majority of the most popular services have open APIs that people can connect to? Absolutely. Yeah, especially, you know, with the likes of Facebook and Google, uh, most of their APIs are open today. So whether it is Google Analytics, Google Ads, um, do you Do you know Ads. which, is this public? I don't know if this is public or not, but do you know um, which API gets the most calls of any API? Like which one's the most popular? Which one's used the I think, most? I, I think it's Google Analytics for sure, I feel. Do you know that or that's a, a guess? Uh, I think I, I, I've read it somewhere because it's one of the most popular marketing APIs. Uh, oh, and a lot sure. of services today use Google Analytics APIs, right? Uh, you know, if they are in analytics or a reporting dashboard or a reporting platform, they're probably using Google Analytics. So that'd be your bet for the most used API as of now. Yeah, or it could be an SMS API, right? I mean, the, the, so there, there's pull APIs. Uh, you know, if I if I'm talking about marketing specifically, I think then it's Google Analytics. But if I am talking about uh, you know push messages, I think it would be uh, like an email API or a, or an SMS API, right? That would be my oh, best bet. Like a Twilio, like a Twilio or a SendGrid, yeah. It, 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 isn't SendGrid Twilio too? That's both. They, yes, they, so oh, SendGrid yeah. is also now part of Twilio. Yeah. That's an impressive company too. Okay, yes. so that's interesting. I wonder how many how many calls uh, Google Analytics has. And I bet you, what would you, I'm just curious, if it wasn't Google Analytics, what would you put as number two? I think the number two would definitely be um, Google Ads. Google Analytics would be number one. Jeez. Google Ads would be number two. And then- What's the highest non-Google? Uh, not sure. Uh, Facebook? The highest not, Facebook, Facebook ads would be highest non-Google, yeah. Wow. Or it could be a stock market API, right? Uh, I mean, we have seen, uh, some stock uh, market APIs as well. But like, again, that, um, that will just Al Palkin? cater to you know, a subset of the population. Yeah. Would that be like, um, what is it? It's uh, Alpaca, right? Is no, Alpha Vantage. Alpha Vantage is one. Oh, oh, that, oh, right. Yeah, right, right. That, is that, that's, the most, that's the biggest one, right? For, that's the that biggest one for stock market. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. No, it's amazing. Because you got to pick and choose while you're, I mean, in terms of stack by, and you, sorry to cut you off. But you are building out, you know, these custom connectors, right? So that people can bring in data or push it, and you got to choose which ones to 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 make first. Like, what, and how do you decide that? How do you know what people want? See, it's a mix of multiple things, right? So, um, see, as a platform, we are solving for use cases, right? 
we are solving for problems um so for us uh, you know on stackby we have a lot of marketing teams uh, currently using the platform and that prompted us to you know integrate with a lot of you know marketing apis so uh, you know we ended up you know int- uh, you know integrating with facebook ads youtube google analytics linkedin twitter and so on uh, because that that was requested by most of our customers today or most of our you know the agencies or marketing teams that are using uh, the platform and do you have the so, data of which which ones are the most what's the most used api on stackby right now absolutely yeah what's the so number I, one? I probably google? said i i probably said everything right i already oh, i already google analytics <laughs> Wow, that many people. I wonder if that will change as CMSs change, or does Webflow does everything use Google Analytics still? Even the note like booms, like you use Google Analytics no matter what. If you have a website, I think I I think if you're an online business, then you're probably on Google, right? Google like even if you have like a Shopify like store, that you're using, huh? Like even if you have like a Shopify store. Shopify, see, as an e-commerce, if you're an online website then you you are probably on google analytics even on shopify uh you know you need to add google analytics tracking codes right uh, oh you do on okay. shopify yes so they're everywhere yes. wow so google That's analytics so is everywhere i mean because it's probably by far number 1 actually yeah because search is still one of the primary the biggest marketing uh, channel of all time right for now until for now i mean after email i mean of course there's email is you know there are 3 3 billion people uh who use still use email right i despise uh, but email. i think yeah <laughs> but it's i think email is still very popular yes yeah and then what but then google analytics searches again you know um, you know close to around 3 billion users on google yeah oh so wait so the same as the amount of email you said 3 and 3 3 billion and yes, 3 billion i think i think so i think google is almost somewhere near i think last i knew it was like between 2.5 billion to 3 billion somewhere in that range. That yeah. do, do you happen to know what it, um what it is for like Alexa like that type of search like voice? Do you know that stat? How many you Alexa like, how many you, Yeah, like Google Home, uh, Alexa, all the just the voice area combined for searching. That would be different that that'd be a different number. That wouldn't be under search. That would be a subset. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure to be honest, yeah. That's a very interesting. You're very you got some very yeah. unique facts that you you know. Very fascinating actually. I didn't well, know like see, all this stuff. See, I think the, I, I see a lot of people still uh, you know they keep asking me, you know, how is Stackby different from the likes of, you know, Airtable, you know, and all these other platforms. So let me cut to the chase, right? I mean, I'm go- so we are going after uh, you know APIs, right? And APIs we believe is the future. And if you're able to give uh if you're able to make apis accessible for a non technical person uh that makes a huge difference because uh, as a non developer if you can call rich data from third party services within a couple of clicks it gives you a certain level of empowerment that you can do with your tools right not only you can plan and manage but you can also automate your get, uh, data gathering or reporting uh you know in a single place if you know how to do how to do it so you're essentially building 80% of your solution that you need right on a tool like this that's why you know i said when you asked me uh, you know what what is stackby we are now you know what started as a product is now becoming a no code platform because of these three elements okay that's interesting you're saying it's becoming like an see, because as we are building as we are building see initially we it was just a product right it would it, it was a product that would have a certain level of functionality and it would uh, solve for 
a certain level of use cases. But as we are building and how our product roadmap has evolved, oh, you know, it's we are slowly starting to realize that the possibilities of the platform are just getting endless. As we are adding a new column type or a new API connector or, uh, you know, suddenly open up to Zapier Integromat or, uh, you know, one of the other no-code, you know, app builders. So it just so realized this, that, this you know, a discovery that you've, you've, as you've gone, you realized it, or you predicted this would happen and you're not surprised. Uh, honestly, uh, I would say, you know, I did not figure it out. I mean, in, initially, I mean, the whole vision of no code just evolved, you know, the whole process of no code or, you know, the trend of no code really started two years back. So we were just fortunate 2018. If you talk, if you talk to me, Hey, Rachid, what are you building? I would not talk about, Hey, I'm building a no code platform, right? That's not what the thought was. You know, there was. Did you even know the term point, no code at that point? No, I knew low code. I knew okay. low code. I knew rapid application development. I knew okay. workflow automation. But that's about it. I knew CRM project management, of course. But no code is something that, you know, just opened up, you know, last uh, two and a half, three years. And it opened so up. So we were big. just fortunate enough. We were just fortunate enough. Just think about it, Jonathan. I mean, we released our product globally in Jan 2020. And Jan, like 2020 was the year of no code, right? Was the beginning of, uh, you know, no code. So as a product, you know, it just gave us this opportunity, uh, you know, from a market, you know, from macroeconomic market standpoint that we have, we, we can at least make a dent, uh, you know, in this ecosystem. And uh, luckily, you know, there were customers who helped us out, you know, in our journey over the last two years. And now we believe that, okay, this, there's a much larger play than just being a product. This is now slowly becoming a platform and ecosystem that you can create out of this product. So how far can this go? Like when you say ecosystem, that is much, to me, it's just more macro than a, than a, a product and obviously a platform. Where can this, like what, what, where can this go? Like how see, big are we my, talking about? It, it, my prediction in the next 10 years, see there are, a, for me, there are billion spreadsheet users. In the next 10 years, these spreadsheet users will become app creators. And that, and that's because the spreadsheets are non-existent anymore or not as much value add, or they're going to, or they're spreadsheets will, no spreadsheets will coexist, but coexist for the use cases that the use cases that they, they oh, were that they're intended for, for. Yeah. what they were intended for. <laughs> that right. Mm. And app creation will become Will 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 it will democratize app creation, right? For a non-technical person. I'm gonna say four years. I I think it can be faster. It definitely. I mean, 2025. You know, mm -hmm. I think Gartner just published a report. 65% of you know app development by 2024 will be oh. uh, through low code and no code, right? I mean, it's one of the most popular statistic in the well, no code because it makes sense. It's efficient. It works. And and usually, I'd say 9.9 .9 times out of 10. Is when people want to build an application or a website, whatever it is, to prove that people actually want it and that it's real. It is not only functional and everything; it's more than enough of what you can create. No code, low code, with stack by the back end, all this stuff to just test your hypothesis of if people want it, as opposed to custom building something in a closet for two years and then releasing it and then realize the whole world doesn't want it. You can now do that reasonably by with no tech, but you need. You need a backend database. You need a stack by, you need an Airtable. You need something of that matter. There are tools for sure, 
that are the all in ones that, that um, like a Caspio, you know, they have like a, a database that, you know, also has like the front end too. Um, Airtable is different in the sense of, okay, you have the back end and, you know, you have some automations and, and uh, connectors or integrations, yeah. but to make it on the front side, like the Caspio does, you need stacker, you need softer, you need, you know, you need something on another layer on top of it. They have a little bit of a website designer, but we know that people softer, I think raised millions and millions of dollars on the back of another tool on the back of another tool. Now stack by is one of those back end tools. Do you, would, would you like to build out the entire ecosystem? Like where the front end, where it wouldn't be like a softer or one of those things where the whole thing would be stacked by like the front end or no, I mean, you see, we are still focusing. Yeah, I, I get your question. So we are still focusing, uh, you know, on that, you know, backend piece. You know, we would love to collaborate with tools like this, where, uh, you know, today they are built on top of one platform, but tomorrow they could also potentially integrate with us. So, you know, we are talking to, you know, those hey, companies, should be doing you know, that whatever. We are already talking to, we are already in discussions with uh, a lot of these companies. Stacker? And I mean, I mean, yeah. All of them, all of them. I mean, well, I'm not well, like, what do we got, we got, we got, we got, we got, well, cause some of them, cause don't forget, there's also then like glide apps and app sheet. That's not built on top of that. It's well, app sheet can be on their table, but, uh, usually on Google sheets as a database, but it's not a database. See, see, I think there will be democratization of sources as well. Right. Uh, so today, you know, there'll be democratization on the data sources as well. Right. So what are you talking about? are the data sources today they are built on google sheets or on airtable right but that's just the beginning if there are you know synonymous tools right if you're able to create a brand name which stackby is slowly trying to create right i mean in the ecosystem we are more known uh, as a no code player and i think it's just it's just it's just a function of our product and the and the use cases and you know the number of users that we you know that we are that we ha that we have uh, i think then it, it will be inevitable for these companies to also integrate with Stackby, right? I mean, well, they will the come option, up with I mean, it, They'll still have optionality. It won't be exclusive, right? Exactly. They won't be exclusive. None of them want to be exclusive. In fact, all of them are thinking, wish they had that database, wish they could own the entire ecosystem, right? A lot of them are thinking, but but it's not easy to build a database. Why not products. own the entire ecosystem or acquire the front end to, to integrate? You know what I mean? A quiet, why doesn't, why doesn't Airtable buy Stacker? You know, something like that. Why don't you, in terms of Stack buy, why, why not build out, you've seen that work, right? Why not build out that front end? I mean, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's money and fun and, you know, you need more staff and that would require a lot of fundraising and there's a lot of different variables, but why not raise as much capital as possible and build out your own full stack? So there would be, you don't need anyone else. You don't need to wait for Stacker or Softer to put to ship something because you, your team will ship it. And you guys ship, you're in the top two of teams that ship the fastest, best products, I think, in my opinion. You guys in Glide Apps, I think, are the ultimate shippers. I, I In the no-code space, I wholeheartedly believe there's no one better. I think you guys are, I think Glide Apps is very good as well. You are incredible, and I've watched you every step of the way. And you guys just execute. You do, 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 like, brr, like. Not. So, but why, why be in conversation? I'm, I'm trying to understand why is it more advantageous to have a partnership as opposed to 
raising the money and building it. See, the point is uh, and getting it's, that it's a build versus, No, it's it's build versus make decision, right? Uh, see, because what we are going after, uh, Jonathan, as I just described, we are going after a 40 year old habit. All right. And to build easy platforms is the hardest thing to do. You may think wow. that, you know, Stackguy or Airtable are, are the easiest looking platforms, right? But to build that, it's, it's really hard. It, it takes, it's hard. It's hard. It, so building totally easy things is the hardest thing. We take that for granted. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, Cause you do it's, think it's easy, you know, like, like as, mean, a, as, as, a, as, a, as a user, as, as a user, you're probably thinking it's just a table, right? Uh, we're so ignorant. You know, we're so ignorant. How, how, how could it be complicated? But you know, for sure. I mean, if you, if you tell all these table I companies, like <laughs> I feel like I'm, that's so like, Oh my God. Like how do I not so, that? So, so the point I, so the point I'm trying to make is all about resources, right? You know, you said that, you know, could we build a software, you know, software or, you know, a stacker on top of stack by and own the complete ecosystem. Yes, we can, but do we have the resources or do we, uh, like, should we focus our choice. energies on that? Do you have the choice to get, to have the resources, even if you don't, that's the question, right? Cause you, everyone can always try and fund I, I could, right? I could, I could have a choice of that, but I think that the point is they've gone to a certain point, right. Where they've already created uh, a platform, right. And there is education, you know, there's content around it. There is a certain set of users, uh, you know, on those platforms already. So for us to build, build that from scratch, we'll, uh, we'll just, you know, reinventing the wheel, right? So if you could partner with, you know, the overall, you know, no code ecosystem, I think that's where, you know, Stackby wants to, you know, you know, lie as well, rather than owning the complete, you know, ship, we want to be, you know, as equally, you know, we could contribute to the same ecosystem, right? And, you know, the overall goal for all these companies is to convert these billion plus spreadsheet users into app creators. And I believe it's not just a single company's job or a single tool's job to do that, right? That's Good why you job. see today most of the most popular use cases on Airtable or on Stackby or uh, uh, on Zapier is not just about Zapier. It's about you know how you can work with Stackby plus one oh, of the other sure. tools to build something. That's right? how I see it. That's how I see it, at least. I think most people, at least in the no, we both know in the no code world, that's how people see it, right? Mo it's to make most own... of the people see it exactly. Yeah. So today For I was, sure. in fact, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, we recently launched like a button column type on Stackby. All right. So now these button, you know, are custom, you know, buttons that you can, uh, you can trigger specific actions through those custom buttons. Right. So, I, so, uh, you know, so I, I was talking to a friend who runs a furniture company. All right. In my city. So he just creates shares, right. Office shares. And, you know, he's been talking to me that, listen, I'm not able to get my website spin out. And it's so hard to, you know, build, uh, you know, an e-commerce store when you're a single founder. I, you know, I, I told him, listen, let me build a solution for you. So I started creating this. I, uh, you know, like, uh, so we, you know, I, add, I created like a products table, right. Okay. And, uh, and, like a and an orders table, a directory, right. Like added some of his pictures, created a button said buy now, added a Stripe payment link. All right. Oh, and just, wow. I just gave him that solution that and? listen, anybody, anybody would, uh, so for example, there is this product catalog where he has, you know, say pictures of 30 chairs and every single of those picture would have like a buy now button. And that 
view, he can embed it on his website right away. Right? Did he? So, and, I mean, so this just happened today, right? So he oh, got wow. super excited. Oh, so, 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 so he got super excited. He's going to probably go after it. So the point is, you get the hot he news here. Out, Breaking. He can spin out a, a mini e-commerce store in, in less than 10 minutes on Stackberry. I, what are what are people thinking? Anyone could do this. I, this. This is what makes me like so happy, and then also so frustrated. Like your story, I'm not surprised by your. You know, I'm not surprised by that. I'm. I love it. With that is so important. That story is amazing. Okay, because it applies. You don't need to, it. Doesn't have to be furniture. It doesn't even necessarily have to be e-commerce. But the fact that you can do that, not having technical skills, just knowing drag and drop pretty much and a little bit like you really not just think, imagine no, i don't know how to code i don't know how to code one line of code at zero and the fact that in 10 minutes if that's true 10 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes whatever it is to have something that is such as an e-commerce store that can produce an income for somebody and change their lifestyle and then give them total freedom over what they do is the most empowering, most transformative thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's so real and it's so tangible and so possible that all it is is a choice and taking effort to create it. Don't you That's agree? all it takes. That's all it takes. And if you templatize this, Jonathan, I've templatized this. So today I may, may have thought about building it for him, but I'm going to launch it on the Stack by One gallery where and let, let the other users use it. Because that's there's all, no way he's the only one in the world that needs this. You know what I mean? There's always Absolutely. somebody else. And then, over, oh, oh, interesting. So you put it in the gallery, right? So for all yeah. the stack by users to be able to um, to download or uh, uh, bring it to their workspace, right? Um, and Or copy the template, I guess, is what you would probably say. Um, the users can also make whatever they want and put it in the gallery as well, or just you because Absolutely. you're the founder. No, no, no. I mean, users can uh, like just, they just have to add information to the tables that gallery will just update in real time. There's just so a gallery I view, can, right? And I like, create something and post in the gallery. No problem. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So any, so you're saying any human can do it. Any human can do it. I mean, if you want to sell your old caps, Jonathan, you know, let's, yeah. Let's create a list of all the old caps, uh, you know, add your Stripe payment links, uh, you know, to all those old caps. And I'm going to we'll make money. Create a gallery view, embed it onto your jonathan.com, you know, website and let people buy your old caps. That's it. And, but, but think of, think about the exponential effects this has on StackFi though, because just by the users, and we'll get into community in a second. But by the contribution of users of creating, first of all, that doesn't take time away from you or your employee. People are contributing because they want to provide value to a tool that they clearly believe is providing more value in return. They feel like indebted. Yeah. That's a good sign, by the way. Yeah. They must feel indebted. Absolutely. And, and every template that's saved isn't just one template because there could be 10,000 people that, that need that, that template. I mean, absolutely. you could absolutely eventually be like a third party template maker that probably absolutely can make six figures a year. That's going to happen. I think. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, that's already happening, right? You see yeah, uh, there are a lot of yeah. creators using notion templates, right? Oh. And they're launching notion templates as separate products. So we already see a little bit of that happening. 
That's a perfect example, by the way. That one, so I know for certain that there are people making, several people making a living off just Notion templates. That's a fact for sure. Coda, see, so that's interesting, okay? Because they have a template library, but it's, it's rather limited. And then there's people who create really fancy ones and you could pay for them on like Gumroad and whatever. And then um, on the other hand, you have like Coda, right? And Coda has a really good template library as well, but it can't be monetized. It's just public. You can decide it's either public or private, but so many people contributed templates that there's amazing templates that I, I copy over and are very, very useful, but it's, it's like Almanac. It's also like Almanac, which is you create the template just to create the template because you want to help others. It's not to actually monetize your creativity. Whereas with Stack by, right. it is. And I wonder... So no, so right now, right now the Stack by one, uh, you know, so, so there is a Stack by template gallery and there is something called Stack by one, which is user generated templates. So today, most of the templates that you're putting, you know, will be free, right? But we are planning to make it monetizable, right? So if you think that your template has a lot of value, uh, then you can, you know, uh, you know, basically, you know, add a paywall, you know. But could that be a bad idea potentially? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, uh, see, no, it's not a bad idea. I mean, uh, let the users decide, you know, what's it worth, right? That's what I jumped to at first, which makes me want to think the other side, which is what's it, then why doesn't Coda do that? I mean, because they've not built it yet. Probably well, they probably they, they will. Or they you know, not so in fact, there are third-party tools. Uh, Jonathan, uh, let me let me be. So I was recently talking to a founder. I won't uh, name the company because we're still working on it. So he has built a platform where uh, you could, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, home? you could basically, no. So you can uh, you can launch a stack by template, and uh, you know, suppose you have, you have, you have a stack by template. So his platform is that there is a paywall that you pay for at the, you know, at the beginning, and then you get access to that. Do I know this? Do I know this? You, you probably know it. Yeah. I think I do. Yeah. Can I, yeah. can, so I can I say the name of the tool and take a guess? I mean, if you want to, but. Ah, uh, it's all right. I, but if, I forget the but name. But we are talking, we are talking to them and uh, so. I mean, they're they're going to integrate, uh, you know, with Stack. You mean you can you can you can uh, sell your databases, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they might be in the MakerPad tool directory. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure. Which, by I'm the sure. way, yeah. took about four months of convincing you to do. Th- Was that worth it? Uh, MakerPad. Yeah. Um, it was okay, uh, because you, I think a MakerPad, you, have uh, you know, has tiers has partner tiers, right? Uh, so, yeah. I mean, we are, so we are, we were on the silver tier. I think there's silver, gold, and platinum. So I think their focus is mostly towards, you know, working with platinum partners. Oh, you think they, oh, oh, so they don't give as good of service to the other people. That's what you're saying. Correct. I mean, you need to be, a, you need to be at least a platinum partner to get something out of makeup. Do you know how much that costs? Platinum. I think it's it was it was uh, ten thousand dollars upwards of ten thousand dollars. And what's gold year. and silver? Uh, I think gold. Uh, I think gold is five thousand. I, you know, I believe, and uh, silver was around uh, fifteen hundred dollars. Is there a case that you can make that it's worth paying the ten thousand dollars? You obviously don't think it's worth I mean, it because you didn't do I, it. I could potentially, I could potentially make the case, but uh, again, I think they they're also limiting themselves in terms of the number of partners that they want to onboard. 
What do you mean by that? Because uh, they are now bought by Zapier, right? Yeah. So I'm not sure, uh, you know, in terms of the resources, I think the last I spoke to them, they were in the middle of, you know, the Zapier acquisition. Uh, right. Which was, and, I, I and think, they, a great They did not want to onboard new partners uh, till the transaction was closed. Do you know how much, do you know, how, do you have any clue? Have you ever heard like how much they bought them for or any clue? No, I, no idea. It's undisclosed. it's undisclosed. I have no, what would you guess? few millions no less than five million no idea i mean probably like between five to ten because they sure. they were only they had like fifty thousand monthly users i don't know like it was it, it couldn't have been were, were the total community members i think was was 30 35 40,000. but they were very active there's a lot of engagement they had a real oh of course 100 100 no 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 doubt about it they, yeah, they started. I, how, I think they, they have a huge role to play, right? In like beginning of the no code, uh, you know, revolution, right? Oh, that was the. I, I always said that that at the starting, like when it first started, like they were the center. I felt like they were the center. Yeah. That, you know yeah. what I mean? Where we all congregate. Yeah. And today, today there are a lot of no code communities, right? So after them, you know, there are a lot of like I mean, there are a few of them, you know, that's just sprung at the same time. And today there are like more than fifty communities. Dude, I opened my Circle app, Circle.so, and there's like four hundred communities. I can't. And Slack, why people think having communities in Slack is a good idea blows my mind because when there's a, when I have 20 workspaces on my Slack, I don't switch between all of them. It's too crazy. And it's the same with Discord. It's crazy. It's not good. I think like, I, I don't know. Circle is good. I think Circle is much cleaner. That is a good one. And there's this one heartbeat that's good, but like Slack is not for that. I really don't think it is, but you love it. Don't you? No, so I mean, I, so I'm, I'm on few workspaces on Slack, but it's I, I understand it's super hard to navigate between workspaces, isn't it? And I don't it's, think that's, a, that's the right one, um, you know, as a as a community uh, platform. Uh, you know, Circle is definitely good, and I think we should talk about it. We should talk about how how to spin our own no code community. Uh, Why is I it? Think uh, that's, so, all right. So w- w- no code community. So, do you think community is essential to the growth of Stackify? It is, and if it so, is. why? Um, see, I'll tell you. Uh, when we started, when we launched the product, the first thing that we did uh, was launch a Facebook group. All right, uh, and organically, we could grow our Facebook group to two thousand plus members. Uh, right, uh, you've done very well with that. Yeah. So, uh, and and I believe that there are still a lot of people. We you know we get a lot of requests uh, from our users who are not on Facebook, who are not active on Facebook. And they want a separate community, uh, you know, for, you know, stack by for use cases for, you know, discussing no code and things like that. So uh, as of now, you know, we, we feel that, you know, spinning a self-hosted community where we can interact more, you know, one-to-one with, you know, our users without having them to be on a social media, you know, platform uh, would make a huge difference, uh, you know, moving forward. Since we are small right now, uh, so it's best that we do it today. Because as we grow big, then it will just be a lost opportunity uh, uh, to do that later. But, so, but, and, and but today, it's not just... there's so much to share. There's so much to share, man. I mean, I can't like, I, I can't stop sharing about use cases. So there's the story that I just told you about the furniture use case. Imagine there are so many such use cases, you know, for... What's the craziest so one you So many heard? different types of industries. What's the most surprising one you heard? You were like, wow, I can't, I didn't even think Stackify could be used like that. Oh man, there's so many, uh, there's so much, uh, 
So there was an interesting uh, one. So like a power user, uh, like a marketing team who runs an agency in a single stack. So now they so basically they have different clients, right? Uh, so they could, you know, so they could use five of our API connectors in a single stack, Google analytics, Google ads, Facebook ads, uh, Ahrefs and, uh, Alexa, right? So these five were their, uh, you know, API connectors and they could build like a hybrid, like a marketing KPI tracker for that brand. Oh my God. And they and they replicated it as an agency. They replicated it for all the other brands that they have. They just created a template and, and their customers love it. So that, uh, you know, oh, wow. their, their agency customers love it. So wait, wait, not only did that save so much time, obviously, and I mean, probably, uh, probably an exorbitant amount of time, but it increased the customer experience. It made it better. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's all it takes. That's all. so, so now the customer has complete visibility of deal. their projects, their campaigns and all the KPIs, you know, that are responsible, uh, to make that project and their marketing goals, uh, uh, you know, successful. So, and so and, in that agency example, they, they give a client a login to it. Yes. A login to it. That's all. And in some cases, there's just a, even like a read only, uh, link so that the clients can only see it and not interact with it. Is it is it possible to have to to share something to share data like that? Like, where, so one way you could do it, you could share it and then make a read only. They can't touch it. Can you can you do it so it's it's di- you can like you know do like um uh, you can like test like you know you can move the bar over see what it'd be like with this revenue or you know change this metric, but it doesn't change the core data in the database. You can of course use filters on top of the data on Stackbear, right? So you can of course like make, if a hundred uh, different users were looking at this database, they can all play with the data how they want, but it won't affect the core database data. Yeah, yeah, they can play with the data through like forecasting. Through filters, is what I mean. Sure, I mean okay. So for forecasting, you need reports, right? And for reporting tools, we need charts, graphs, pivot tables, things like that. No, well, let's say let's say just. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Like a pivot table, like a financial statements, more, more visualizations, right? Like, uh, you know, that's like, uh, that's smaller than a table, right? Let's just keep it at that. So we do have an apps marketplace coming. Uh, so where, uh, you know, we are launching, uh, you know, with the first 10 apps, uh, you know, where you have charts, pivot table, time tracker, goal tracker, things like that. And, you know, you could potentially also share this as, like a reporting dashboard to your uh, clients or to your internal team members, however you want to use it. So like so a, that will, that's like an, like a internal .io or jet admin or retool. You're going to have that functionality full stop with the database, like where you can have this absolutely. outward facing. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. yeah. And like causal causal is another one, but that's just finance. You can do much more in stack by, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, so, if you look at the end to end use cases, I mean, the kind of building blocks that we're adding is, uh, is crazy for every single new feature or a functionality. It just opens up a completely new solution. And that's the power of the platform. And that's, and that's what, you know, that's what, you know, that's what's making me, you know, uh, uh, still stay awake in the night. Right. It's almost like one twenty-one AM in India. And we are talking about this and there is just, and I could just keep talking about this, right. Because there's so many use cases and 
the the more i sit on the platform the more i sit on stack by the more i look at the ecosystem where things are going um, the possibilities are just endless uh, i can't and even someone that. and even someone like you who's more bullish than anyone it's even surprised you a little bit of how limitless how this is. is moving i could tell how by the way you're talking like even your surprise and you probably were expecting the the moon and everything and now it's just even it's the galaxy sort of you know what i mean yeah and and that's why you know uh, so on our main fold if you go to our website uh, it's you know till last month it said make way for endless possibilities makes perfect it's perfect so and and a lot of people a lot of people when they when they came on the website you know we did like some focus group studies and some of the customers did not understand like what the hell is this like what what are endless possibilities uh, are people but when they started using the product the, when they first see it they get they get overwhelmed uh, you know a lot of people get overwhelmed because it can do so much see i mean really uh, yeah see because think about it right uh, you know if you but i'm if, in a different world problem, you, it's hard it's hard for me see if you uh, you know if i brand the platform as a crm right it's easier because the customers know it's a crm and that's what they're going to use it for but if i am going to brand the platform as something like it will have like endless possibilities it just overwhelms a lot of people until they use it so is it better so it's, to it's be is it better to be more like like would it be better to say it's a database because then people know what a database is like is that hurting you the endless pot because it sounds great it's awesome but is it pushing people away No, it's not pushing them away. It's actually making them curious. So, ah, ah, okay. And curiosity, curiosity leads to trials. Can you measure that though? Do you know it's making them curious? Like, do you? Of course, yeah. of course, of course. So our, uh, you know, our uh, visitors to sign up ratio is increasing. I mean, for every single copy change that we are doing, and it's been increasing over the last three months. If I'm curious, well, you were talking about 2020, and then where we're at now. Are you further ahead where you anticipate you thought you would be if I asked you back in 2020? Are you about where you're at? Are you not as far? Where do you, you know, what you were predicting? No, we're we're further. We're further than we were anticipating to be honest. Like a lot further, a little like significantly further. Yeah. Surprising you as well? Uh surprising me because uh yeah, it it definitely surprises me because uh the 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 usage and the engagement just keeps growing right and month uh, over month just keeps going up m- month over month our our aws costs are uh, are just rising every single month remember when remember when you tried to teach me of how like aws costs work and the variable and i yeah you were we were breaking down that stuff uh, i didn't know but you you get you totally understand everything about the business that's for sure yeah um i mean that, see that's that's a, that's a metric and see that that, that that keeps me excited man i mean cuz when when you have so many different use cases right people will definitely try and it's just like giving them the right platform and uh, giving them a little push uh, you know to imagine once people start imagining humans can do impossible things you know as we i i'm i'm with you man i think I, as i've gotten older i believe that what i thought was nature like oh they're born with it i actually believe the 
overwhelmingly majority of things are learned things and dedication to learn it and that anyone can almost do anything. There's definitely like, there's definitely things that, you know, not, you know, I can't go dunk a basketball like LeBron, like we get that. But I think people would be shocked at what they could actually achieve if they really worked at it. I really believe that. I, you know, I, the only thing that makes like that power user any more special is that he's worked harder and dedicated more time. Don't you agree? Or no? Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I and I didn't always believe that. So, all right, Stackify, being the best product in the world. How much? How much of your companies run on Stack? What do you run on Stackify? Like for Stackify, what type of stuff? Uh, so we do uh, we do content operations. Uh, like most of our marketing is on Stackify. Uh, I think there are at mean? least like what? content operations, uh, email newsletters. But uh, like specifically, how do you use it for email newsletters? Uh, so we basically, uh, you know, create like the complete email newsletter and we actually kind of automate 80% of it. So we connect it. Uh, so we add data in Stackby and it automatically creates an email newsletter on our newsletter. How? How? Through mapping fields from Stackby. But what sends it? Email what, newsletter. What's, the, what's the server that sends it? Uh, oh, oh so send we, are, we, are using, we are using Zapier. We are using Zapier in between. But the email service. Oh, Zapier the email too. services. Uh, so there, there's uh, there's two of them. Uh, we uh, we use Mailchimp and uh, uh, we use something called Sendy. Uh, you know, for mass newsletters. Why not Lemlist? Just curious. Lemlist is more personalized, right? It's more one-to-one. -one, yeah. You know, cold outreach. Yeah, and we we definitely use that. You know, our, our sales and partnerships team. Uh, you know, use Lemlist. Oh, okay, okay. So, all right. How many employees do you guys have now? 26. 26. How many do you have a year ago? 12. 12? Yeah. Oh, so you more than doubled. And can you can you say how many users you had last year versus this year like the, the growth of it or like a percentage? I can I can talk amount? I can talk about the number of paying companies. Uh last year I think uh we were some 1800 paying companies uh and this year we uh, we almost like five xed it. Uh, Whoa! You yeah. five xed it for companies for companies specifically for companies for the number of paying companies on the platform. Yeah. When you say paid companies, is there any way to translate that to users, or it could vary from a thousand so, users? I mean, to it, it it could vary because there are companies who have like a like a single user, right? And there are right. you know there there are companies who have more than you know eighty ninety users on Stackback. They pay a different amount though, right? They, they pay, they, of course, they pay a different amount for sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's why I, was, so, I wasn't sure. Yeah. But, but if, if I have to like, uh, so we are nearing six digits in terms of the number of users. That's monthly paid or just that's paid. What is it? Was that paid users overall? Paid users, paid users? Like who have paid like more than $1 to stack by. Well, and what's the, and what, what what's the number? What'd you say? Uh, it's, near, it's nearing uh, six digits in terms Jeez. of number of users. That's a lot of people, man. That uh, Doesn't it make you think you're onto something? Yeah. The kind of reviews we get sometimes, Jonathan. You know how very uh, few people sell to that many people ever? Like, is it? Nobody yeah. does. You get that, right? Like, that's a huge achievement. Or am I, am I not, 
you seem like I'm talking like uh, like an alien or something. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, but Is I not think good enough. We are just scratching the surface. We have just scratched the surface, to be honest. Oh my! I think when are you going to be sad? Than... What do you need? A billion? What do you need? What's the number? Hundred thousand, at least hundred thousand companies on the planet. So when you hit hundred thousand, because I believe you will, then what? Then I, I think we're onto something. A hundred? You don't think you're onto something right now? You're not sure. I, of course, we are onto something, but I will uh, buy stack buy. <laughs> but you have to stay and work there and run it. I'll just own it. <laughs> sure, man. Why a hundred thousand? That seems so arbitrary. No, so it's just a number. I mean, see, uh, I believe that, uh, see, we set bigger goals for ourselves, right? When we started, we didn't even know that we would cross 100 companies. Jonathan, let me tell you the story, right? Before before our 2020 launch, 2019 is when we were in beta. I was down to my last last $1,000 in the bank account. You had $1,000 okay. in the bank? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Were you, and, well, I'm just uh, curious, were you nervous? Of course I was nervous. My, my dad would tell me, okay, this is, it's, I think it's about time now, Rachid, you've been on this for two and a half years and you're not making a penny out of this. And what did you say? I said, give me, give me a few more months. I'm onto something. Wow. You, why, why though? What gave you, I don't understand what, if, if it wasn't, what, what still gave you that optimism that this is going to work? I'll tell you, July 2019, we went to, uh, we participated in a conference in Hong Kong. So we went to the RISE conference in Hong Kong. We just had like a laptop, a small, you know, two by two booth, right? Uh, and I was just standing there. There were a few executives from Twitter, from Starbucks, from Facebook, few few of the bigger, uh, you know, companies. I met the founders of uh, Segment and Mixpanel, uh, you know, there. They just came up to me and they just asked me, interesting product. You know, I mean, and it was just a video. I was just playing a video and I would just talk about it that we're trying to, you know, build something like this. And they're like, interesting product. I think you're onto something. And some of them really like, we had like detailed conversations. 30 these to 45 were the founders of these companies? Like, or, like, uh, or these, these executives? High, high, higher up executives. Oh, wow. Okay. Right? And founders of startups, right? So that gave me a push that I need to continue working on this and I need to polish it a little bit. To do a to do a global product launch, so we just kept working hard, man. We gave them for free, you know. I I, I still remember, you know, few executives from Starbucks, from Asia Pacific team of Starbucks, Twitter. I gave the platform for free and asked them for feedback, and they were honestly they were super, um, you know, super helpful. Uh, and they just told me, Rachid, you keep doing this. It's okay. I mean, it's not polished as of yet, uh, but it looks like uh, you know the vision. What, what you're going through, you know, seems to be a useful, uh, you know, platform. What would you say to people about that? Because I actually think, so I, and I think, you know, I agree with that tactic more than anything and that giving away for free and, you know, asking, especially at that stage, what would, what would you say to someone who would be reluctant to make something for free because of all the work they put into it and they feel they should be paid for it? What's the... Why do you do that? See, because when you um, see sometimes uh, feedback is worth more than just the platform, right? You've built something, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's good, but it's your baby, but you need to 
you know you need to let you know the if the others tell you that okay your baby looks pretty or the or your baby is uh, you know could do something you know in his or her or life is ugly <laughs> yeah then that's the feedback right i mean that's what you need to work on and sometimes that feedback just changes everything right so for us uh, you know that's why our launch strategy that was to go super horizontal and then figure out our verticals that we want to go after can you be more specific exactly what we so we we launched we launched on appsumo right so in january 2020 now appsumo has over time, wait wait that was the that that was the first time that uh, people were consumers were able to purchase ever no so they were able to, they were able to purchase in beta like on our website but again we did not popularize sure. it too much right but that was the first public like our official launch. yeah our official launch was appsumo jan 2020 okay and what happened changed everything right i mean we acquired a lot of users got some amazing feedback how many users uh, and i met i i met you and you did that's cuz i kept cuz when i saw it i i messaged you right away and wouldn't stop bothering you because i was like i couldn't believe that you were I was, it was so it was so obvious from day one for me at least and yeah i would hassle you i i wouldn't stop yeah you've been super positive man you've been Honestly Jonathan you have been super positive I mean uh, in our journey I think when we were like we were, we were confused in terms of how to you know take all of this feedback suddenly there is plethora of users we went from 100 users to 1000 users in like one day <laughs> That's so that's okay. so right <laughs> Did they get crash servers or anything I mean it, I mean it did not crash I mean we we were we knew that okay we we had to go horizontal and uh, but super overwhelming feedback I mean we had like 200 customer support requests I was like what the fuck and we are just like two people handling all of this and that's was a boring part what I tell you I I was like the most I was like you usually hire three people they're all in different time zones 8 hours a day they always talk to a live person always talk to a live customer service people appreciate that and you guys have been great with with customer service i mean you got it's amazing what you've done honestly with the amount of people that you have it it actually is very very impressive it's very impressive for the amount of money you spent at, which i don't even know that can you say the how much money how much money you needed to start i would say um i put in i think close to half a million dollars of my own savings but that was over time right That wasn't oh, all over oh, all I mean, till launch till launch. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. But that over that's years, correct? Oh, over over two and a half years. What what about right what about just to make that leap to start? What did you what did you start with? Like initial uh, bank deposit. I think 100,000. Oh, okay. And you realized later on you needed more for whatever reason. And Yeah, yeah, I mean I I I honestly I did not account for this, right? I, I Uh, I, I told you I was down to my last thousand dollars, and I was I was working in the U.S. for a Fortune 500 for four years. Right. Did you did you ever think about stopping? In all honesty. Uh, I would have days for sure uh, where uh, I was not sure what I was doing, or can I do this from a tier two city in India? I'm not in the U.S. anymore. I don't have the ecosystem around me. Uh, probably don't have the right people to advise me. Um, But can I do the it? The internet does it? Is it really that big of a difference being where you are versus 
where you were in the of US? Course, of course it does. Of course it does. Why why do people flock to Bangalore or Silicon Valley to start? I don't know. I don't agree with that, actually. I think now wrong. it's changing, right? Jonathan, now it's changing. Back in 2016, oh. 17, the yeah. world was different, right? Yeah. Uh, now things does not matter. But back in the days, You're right. there were still popular ecosystems to start up because there you will get all sorts of people to help you out, right? Who have been there, done that, who have built similar businesses. Uh, and you need that. When you're starting up, you need a lot of mentorship. You need to talk to people who have been there, done that, and who can help you take the next step. Because if you figure it out yourself, it will take a longer amount of time, right? But if you have a right mentor with you, that time can shorten. And that that is crucial for tech businesses because tech, as you know, is super competitive, moves fast, and tomorrow you can be obsolete. Yes, that's real. Yeah. Yes. Who, so who are that, your mentors? That's what's happening, right? Huh? Who were your mentors and how did you find them if you had them? So a uh, few people, uh, like I, I have a, uh, you know, I have a friend who lives in California who worked at Oracle. Uh, still, you know, very much uh, back then he was working at Oracle. Now I think he's on Salesforce or SAP, one of those uh, companies. Then there was a, uh, there's a University of Michigan professor. There's what? Uh, who... There's a University of Michigan professor. So oh. I went to University of Michigan. In so my brother. So there I was a professor, it. yeah, who, uh, who's, uh, you know, I who basically I was, part of, I was part of the entrepreneurship program, right? So he, wo- he was an entrepreneur, uh, you know, himself. Ross, um, part in Ross Business School? In Ross School of Business, yeah. He made a lot of money. Yeah. Go ahead. He, yeah, he probably made a lot of money. Yeah. Stephen Ross, he's worth like $8 billion. He, he owns the Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, he actually owns thirty percent of Vayner Media. Nobody knows that. Really? But go on. I digress. Interesting. Yeah, but I have huge respect for Stephen Ross. I mean, he gives so much to the Real University estate. of Michigan. Uh, he made he made a lot of. Him. I it seems from afar he's a good guy, but I digress. Go on. Yeah. So um, yeah, so there are a few mentors. Uh, there are at least three mentors. And of course, you know, one of my other, you know, biggest mentor is my dad. Uh, he, uh, he's also a first generation entrepreneur. He started his uh, textile business. Uh, uh, you know, so my, my grandfather actually, uh, you know, he was working uh, in a, in a company, right. As a manager. And they were probably like, uh, so he had four kids, uh, including my dad, uh, was the older, uh, you know, the older son. There is an older daughter and then two younger sons, right? So my dad never wanted to work for anyone. So back in the nineties, <laughs> back in the nineties, he fought with his family to start his own business. How does that? How how does that? Does that usually go over well in your culture or no? <laughs> it it is like, so because I mean back in the nineties, man, you're talking about 90, 1990. It's a different. I mean, that's not even close to what it's like today. It's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a completely different era. And, you know, back then, you know, uh, jobs would still be more secure, right? Any, any father would want their son to do a job right, and, and have a secure, uh, you know, career. But he went out of the box, started his own textile, for, textile company, uh, got his brothers involved, uh, made, you know, 
you know, made this into in. like so his parents were thrilled. Pull, pull, he pulled everybody in, right? Like, okay, nobody is doing a job. Everybody is working, you know, and we are go- all going to become entrepreneurs, right? So and successfully he's been doing it, and to, till today he's running that show. So it's almost what thirty-two years. Oh my gosh! Really? Did he ever? Did wait, wait? Did he ever like have to raise money? Was there debt? Did he or did he just? It's it's, it's mostly. I mean, uh, there were periodic debts, but you know, today it's how debt, big is it? Debt credit. How big did he get? Uh, so he started himself, and what does it look like today? I mean, he's uh, he's super satisfied. You know, he's making twenty thirty million dollars in revenue. Every how many year. employees though, or how many people? Uh, he's employing three hundred people. He's employing three. Oh wow! So he's built a, a real business as well. Wow. Yeah, yeah so, so it's in your blood. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, you. I, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would. I would say that I have some genes of my dad. And talking about mentor, right? So I, I usually take him as a mentor uh, because uh, you know he has seen everything. I mean, they were li- living in one room, right? Six of them. In in a room. In India, all right. The, it's an advantage. And, and yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. So coming from that, it just gives you a completely different, uh, you know, experience. It's amazing. I don't think I don't think I could have done that. I respect the <laughs> out of people who do that. I and and I think I believe it's an advantage to come from nothing and to an advantage to be an immigrant. If you just because there's not this like I feel like for like me and people like me, there's more of this entitlement where the work ethic of like immigrants are, are coming from nothing like your dad, you know, it's like, there's like a chip on their shoulder and they do such good. If you can get out of that situation, which I know a lot of people don't, but if you do, those are the people that do the most miraculous things. I think the ones who started yeah, off yeah. not from in nothing. the most fair situation, you know what I mean? And that led, and look what, and then look at the generational ripple effects it has. Now it led to you look at what you're doing. And you're absolutely having an impact. I know you might disagree with a lot with what I say, but we both know that I'm right about all of this. You just don't want to admit it, but you're affecting a lot of people in a very good way. And you're just starting. I mean, you're just starting. Um, It's been phenomenal to see. It's, I mean, it's been amazing, amazing to watch. So so, so basically, if you need, if you have a question or something, the first person you call is your dad. Yes. Yes. Because of accessibility, right? We live in the same house. In India, we all live in the oh. same house, right? But, but you'd call him anyways, probably, if, that, if you had to, if you were somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, because he always supported in my journey when I was even like doing a job, like from my education days, right? Super supportive. He never wanted me to come to India, right? I mean... He wanted me to stay in the U.S. So Why? for me, coming to India was my personal decision because I wanted to do something. See, U.S. for me, uh, because since I was on H-1B visa, I could not have started my own business in the U.S., right? I could have, but there, there would be some workarounds uh, to it. Right. Didn't want to get into that hassle early on. Uh, realized that, okay, staying with the family, uh, I probably, it'll be a little tough, but I think I'll get there, right? So that... That thought, you know, because when you have positive intent of something, place does not matter, Jonathan. That is one thing, you know, that I can, I can, uh, you know, truly vouch for that you, your, your, your intent does, place does not. So if I, I could build, if I could build something like Stackby out of a 
tier two city in India where there are where there have been zero product companies coming out of the city, I think anybody can do anything. Oh, so oh, so part of this is to maybe this is the best way to say it, but to be an inspiration for younger people that because basically like when something's not like if zero products were built there and you do that and you show and then someone that's little and you know you look like them it's like oh i could do that you know it gives you the confidence that is that part is that what you mean like you want to play that role you want to bear that yeah, responsibility absolutely. I, I could have easily gone to mumbai or bangalore but i stayed in the city and continued doing this from my city so now today and, saying, when, and that was a disadvantage Just, you you could you would have been better to start in silicon valley absolutely talent the access to talent is super easy right going to mumbai or bangalore explaining them giving them the vision of a product like this is super easy but when you're starting in your own city where people don't know what products are and people can't believe that there could be products built like this built for the global audience it's wow. just super hard to convince people right but so how have you found the people takes, you found yeah so it it takes a little bit of convincing uh, you know uh, and bringing them onto the vision that you know this is something much bigger than um, you know just salaries right um, so it took us a while but as they say right when you have positive intent of something the universe has a way to help you out uh, so the more you give the today more you get. today we are at the situation jonathan touchwood you know we are at a situation where a lot of the good talent that has gone out of the city to better cities are now moving back Oh, so COVID, so this whole thing played right in the stack by his hands. The world came I mean, to you. Not, not just in stack by his hands, but also no, in the overall ecosystem. Yeah. But and today I see that there are some really good product companies coming out of the city. And I keep getting LinkedIn messages, uh, you know, randomly from people uh, saying, hey, I've been meaning, meaning to reach out to you, but what you've built out of this city is just amazing. Do you it just gives them? us so much confidence that today we can build something, right? And... Uh, you know, we just want to thank you. And I don't even know this guy. You know, I don't know these people. And they just reach out to me. What does that feel? Is that intoxicating? Like, is that just, is that the best it's feeling? No, no, I don't take, I don't take it on my mind, uh, Jonathan. I just, it just feels, you know, empowered that, you know, sometimes it just take, you know, one, one courageous person, right? To, to change a mindset. And you're, you're that person in this scenario, by the way. I mean, because I, I felt that I did the most hardest thing, right? I left the nine to five most, you know, comfortable job in the US, moved to India, right? In a tier two city to start a tech company for the global audience where there is no ecosystem. And I put wait, my wait. own money to do this. And I put my own money to do this. I, 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 I did everything money? wrong, man. <laughs> I did everything wrong. The only thing that I had was courage. <laughs> That's all. That's the most important ingredient. How much were you making at that last job that you decided to leave to start this crazy thing? What were you making? Um, easily like 110, 120. And you won, and you just you left that, gone. I left that. Yeah. You could have easily lived a good life, and and you would have probably got paid more over time, you know. And you just said, "I'm. I have a bet." You said, "No, this is what you said." I have a better strategy, guys. You have it all backward, guys and gals. The trick is you actually start a tech company in a, in a city in India that never has created one because that's where all the promises. That was your logic, right? 
that seemed like a logic, but I think that was the most stupid decision ever, man. <laughs> but you're, you're. I mean, you're in the. I mean, you're in the middle of pull, what? You're in the middle of pulling it off. What? When you wake up, are you pumped in the morning? Like when it's Monday? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to work on Stackify every single day since the time. How many hours a day do you think of Stackify? Dude, I'm only when you're like, only <laughs> all while you're awake. There's there's nothing there's nothing else in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's talk about that sacrifice. Have have a lot. So, has that been difficult? And what life changes? Like, what does it take to 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 build something from nothing into you know ten thousand and twenty thousand? You know all these paid users and thousands of companies paying thousands. What life modifications or changes did you have to make to be able to do that? Because you can't just do whatever you want. You have to have very, you have to have very, you gotta be very focused and very strict. How do you, what do you do to, to stay that way? Or what did you cut out? Well, first you need to be single to do this. Why do you say that? It, uh, it does take a toll on relationships. Um, you th- because when you, you don't think that it could be an advantage to have like a supporting partner. Uh, it would, uh, be an advantage. Uh, but you know, when, because when, when we are, when you're young, right, you also want to give, uh, efforts into your relationship. Right. And that also demands time. Right. Uh, but if you're onto something so ambitious as tag by, um, you're saying you it's not fair to them. It's, it's it, not, would, fair. it wouldn't it's be not fair. fair to the other person. Yeah. So while it's good to have, you know, the supporting partner, uh, but it does take a toll on relationships. So as I think as early stage entrepreneurs, uh, the best would be to, you know, find, you know, uh, you know, good balance where you cannot ignore one for the other. Right. Uh, you have to make sure, you know, what the limits are onto, you know, working hard and what your limits are, you know, within the relationship and how much time you want to spend there. And if you're able to manage that effectively, I feel uh, it might take a little more time for you to get there, but you will still get there and have, uh, you know, more peace of mind at the end of the day. Did you say good balance? Do you seriously believe you have good balance? I don't. I'm just saying I've I've learned the hard way. I'm hearing you talk about balance and I'm thinking you're the opposite of balance. I'm chaos, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's got it, I actually don't you think actually balance is impossible if you want to pursue something like this? Isn't that part isn't that something you have it to is, sacrifice? Honestly, it is impossible. It is I mean it's it is possible but uh it does take a toll on things, right? I mean, you need to prioritize uh, what you want to do and what you want to achieve. And uh, I mean, we can talk about it, you know, uh, you know, separately. You know, you you know a little bit about my life as well, but uh, we'll keep it that we'll keep it at that. But I feel I think this is just to uh, you know, just like a an advice to entrepreneurs, right? Um, that try to strike a balance. You know, don't fuck up things um, for the other. <laughs> That's good advice. Is there any other advice you'd give them? From your learning? I think I've learned the hard way. 
I've learned the what, hard way. What, what's something, what, actually I'm curious, what is something that you've learned on this journey that you never expected to learn? Like you never expect something that just surprised you that you didn't think would happen? Launch early. You know, I, I spent a little, so we spent almost two and a half years building till we launched it. That's amazing, by the way. Talk about patience. That seriously, whoever's listening, a lot of patience, man. I mean, you can't even like, yeah, uh, crazy patience, right? But that, that took a toll on everybody's mind, you know, every single team member's mind, right? Because we're not launching. We're just building, building, building. We don't know where this is going to go. People are having self-doubts. Like as a leader, what, how do you keep everyone still engaged and hopeful and, and excited about the future? You gotta be, you gotta be calm at the same time. Uh, you know, be passionate. I think people, uh, you know, people are with you. You know, if you show them passion, if you show them that you're truly into it, and uh, this will change lives. Uh, and some, you know, there are people. A lot of people came. A lot of people left Stagpy early on because they had no idea. They're like, this guy is crazy. He wants to build everything. Well, you are and, crazy. Uh, they, they were right, by the way. You are crazy. In a good way, but you are crazy. Yeah. So, at, and, and they left. Normal people don't build stack by FYI. Okay. That's my point. I mean, you're, <laughs> I mean, you always, you try, always try to exaggerate, but it's okay. I mean, no, I don't, I, can do it, I, I don't exaggerate. Do it. I do not exaggerate. I tell it as it is the object. I tell the truth as it is. You just like to downplay it and try and be humble. But no, no, no. This is the truth. What I'm saying is the truth. I would not lie on this podcast ever. Yes. I stick by what I say. I do not exaggerate. For saying that. We'll bleep that out. But anyway, um, so yeah, a lot of people came and, uh, you know, uh, came, contributed a little bit and left, right? And today, these people, when they look back, they probably they probably think that wish you would have stayed, you know, in this company a little more <laughs> Uh, wish you would have seen this through, right? Because, see, you know, I, I'm 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 super grateful that I had them, right, in the first place. No no qualms about it. That those people, they all contributed to to Stackby's journey, but they just did not see it through when the time was right. And I wanted them to feel the same way I felt uh, when I saw it through. But you can't expect your employees to have the same feeling about something that you do as the person who's the person who they never you're the one envisioned it building it it's your creation you can't expect don't you think it's unfair to expect them to be equally it, it was it is unfair it is it is unfair but that's the, that's the only thing that i could give at that point right because if i don't talk you know i would only talk to them about this that let's see it through let's see let's launch it and then you know you make a decision whatever you want to do in your lives right uh but because since you've worked on it it's you know, you should see through that, you know, what that work, you know, what that work means, right? A lot of them understood. A lot of them understood. Few of them didn't. And today, I mean, they probably would be thinking that we should have stayed, you know, stayed for those couple of months, a little more longer. And it's okay. I mean, we are still in touch with, you know, those people and everything, but uh, it's, 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 all, it's all about the mindset, right? See, unless I don't give out uh, the mindset that I have, you know, to the to the rest of the team. Uh, they are not just working for you, you know, just because you're paying them, right? Nobody is working because they get paid. 
or maybe some people, people are working some people of course but today i mean especially in the tech ecosystem yeah uh, they they are not working for that they're you know they're working for uh, purpose for satisfaction yeah and purpose for satisfaction and for impact right uh, yeah. uh, so i think when you show them that it could have like meaningful impact to the lives of others and they are the they are the ones to build that uh, that's super empowering you have to empower people along the way right you you have to show them their potential um to to be empowered as well as to empower others but how did you weren't born knowing that how did you learn this what do you believe you were a lot of an innate no i, I was not born, no i was not born with this but i think by circumstances i think my upbringing um i've always you know personally i've always been that person who has not got you know things easy right whether it is getting into a school that i wanted to get into or uh, the university that i wanted or even coming to the us or getting that first job right so it just it, it was a series of a lot of things for me to get to that you know point right and as you see those experiences when you're not getting things easy there is an inherent sense of you know patience that you develop over a period of time right and you can you have that you know you have that understanding that okay it success is not overnight right it does require you know people who are lucky are the ones who work hard right so for even for even luck to you know favor you you need to work hard right so there is no shortcut to success so when i see that uh, you know within our team i talk about it right i mean there is if you if you guys want to be lucky keep working hard <laughs> i think i believe that 100% absolutely that generate you have a better chance of being lucky right <laughs> if if you work hard so absolutely one thing one thing i i did want to talk about cuz i think it's important and i think this is something a lot of i think a ton of startup founders struggle with um but i also think that no matter who what type of leader or boss you are i think it's a natural struggle just across the board it's difficult and that's hiring recruiting talent um what's your approach to hiring around you and you know people that you need to bring on board how do you how do you go about that process see we um we get a lot of organic uh, applicants uh you know people know about stackby they sign up on the product and they just reach out to us hey you, what you built is something exciting we would love to work on a project like this we immediately get on interview calls with these people like right away yeah right away within the same day do you have someone who's dedicated to that yes we recently hired a dedicated hr manager and they just do interviews like if someone says they're interested hop on a call hop on a call wow so if someone if someone went to stackway.com they messaged they said they said what well, you you know we really love this I'd like work for you how quickly do you think they can get on a zoom call with someone from your team within the same day within the same day, oh few hours oh my god that's the best strategy i've ever heard that's amazing i've never heard this before okay so that that's very smart so they so you talked about not this is not just for hiring this is for partnerships this is for content collaborations this is for co-marketing 
This is for everything. Oh, you just say yes, yes, yes. Is basically like yes, yes, yes. yes let's theme. talk. Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. Let's talk. What What do you have? Because that person went to your website, figured it out. You know what it is. Probably understood, say twenty percent of it. Reached out to you, right? Thinking that there could be a potential collaboration or a co-marketing opportunity or hire me. That just tells. Uh, something about that person right it just gives more character to that person i think it's just more integrity it's it, it's more about their integrity also right because they yeah they they did not hesitate to reach out right or their intent Jonathan, think about their intent why are we friends think about it i have no idea i'm i, I know because, i am friends with you i don't know because you reached out me. because you reached out and you just you just spoke about possibilities right you just spoke about use cases you just, you're just too excited but i'm delusional you're of course delusional. That's a different story. <laughs> uh, but uh, but but you know, but you know, right? I mean, we immediately connected, right? No, that's exactly no. That's what that's exactly how we connected. No, that's what. I, okay, I can vouch that they do this because it occurred with me, and I walked right into the CEO, <laughs> and he was responding to me in two seconds. You were you you responded to me right away. You responded to me, I yeah. believe, right away. I actually think you responded yeah, right the same away. day or that night because time difference. And then I think I sent back. Yeah. Like two days. Or, yeah. It was fast. I mean, that was no joke. And, and, and but, in fact, you are, you, you asked for a zoom call. You're like, we should get on a call. You know, there are a lot of ideas. We immediately got on a zoom call while the AppSumo campaign was on. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you did say yes, but uh, things are crazy right now with the, with the promote. You said you guys were bombarded with how many people was it that nuts? Yes, yes, it was. So that's I'm telling you, hundred to thousand users in like one day. What are you talking in about? One day? How how did, how how many people were? Wait, how many people did you have to? Man- how did you do that? How did you manage that? And would you and and for people who are thinking of doing a lifetime deal, you know, with an AppSumo beta or something like that, would you have done anything different? Or if you did it, what's the strategy that you think works best, or that could help someone else who's going to do that? get at least an extra person on board who can replicate your efforts. Do you did not have that at the time or you did? No, absolutely not. And we did not, we did not know how much response we were going to get. <laughs> you miscalculated. <laughs> I absolutely miscalculated. I had no idea. I had no idea. So, so I, what I was specific- like at max, you know, that we would, we would get like maybe a few hundred users over the lifetime of the campaign, man. <laughs> And you the got a hundred thousand in one day? No, thousand, thousand in one day. You got a thousand in one day and you were expecting hundreds over a period of time. Right. One, th- wait, wait, 1,000 paid in one day. Those are paid, right? They bought. 1,000 no, no. 1, users. 1,000. Okay. I mean, I, I'm sure like 60% of them paid, but uh, 1,000 users on that day. So what would be. So how did, what can you speak to as term of numbers of how that performed? Because I'm so, I, 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 I think about this a lot, the, see, the lifetime deals. It depends I, on the, see, I'll tell you, Jonathan, I, see, there are a lot of pe- uh, people these days who are launching lifetime deals. It depends on the tools as well, right? There are a lot of vertical softwares that are doing, you know, very specific things. They might not get the same kind of response as horizontal platforms do. And if it's a good Horizontal platform has, you know, 
is like a catch 2022 situation a catch 22 situation not a catch 2022 um it's it could be a it could be a cutting edge sword right it needs to be good first of all the product needs to be good if it's not good you're bummed right as an horizontal product but if it works well then it will grow exponentially there are only two possibilities either you go big or bust with horizontal platforms really when you launch when you, you launch you believe that yeah. to be true or that is or is that a truth i it it is like a 99% truth with most horizontal platforms they are immediately you still, click or they don't click are you still selling lifetime deals as of today no what no. okay why did you stop it because uh we have users who are paying annual subscriptions monthly subscriptions Oh, you see that so this is this is where I debate about the lifetime, right? That's that's the counter yeah. argument, right? Right. But you but what you're saying I think what you're saying, I'm not putting words in your mouth so you can correct me, is that first starting out like when you first launched, it's worth sacrificing that nominal that dollar amount to have those 1000 people on there as opposed to trying yeah. to organic it happens so fast. That's more valuable at the beginning than necessarily the amount of money they pay over the course of their life. Absolutely because 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 you are a horizontal product you're not going to get the feedback that you need if you don't have too many people on your platform. That's the hard truth. Do a lot of people give you feedback? They do. They do. I mean I'm telling you one day 200 200 plus open conversations on on our support <laughs> chat. How how big is your customer service team? At that point it was one people. Oh, and what is it now? Do you need more now? Yeah, I mean we are we are now five. So, so why? So tell me, give me the why not to this. Why not raise as much money as possible and blitz scale and grow as quickly as possible, grow revenue, and then worry about profit later. But hire the best people and just grow, 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 and just out, and then no one can catch up. why not do that first is uh freedom to experiment that's a is the biggest very, one right very yes very valid yes so because since we are a horizontal platform and we now know that the product roadmap is set and, we can and when you say it. horizontal can you explain that just for uh, horizontal is it has multiple use cases it's not limited to like a single use case or a single industry okay so what would be another example Another example could be like a CRM for real estate would be a vertical product. What about HubSpot? HubSpot is a marketing suite, right? So it ha- they have multiple products. Okay. So they are a, they are a little more horizontal now, but when they launched they were like a marketing CRM, right? But again, okay. it was industry agnostic. Right, right, right. Okay. Okay. So I mean that there's still that horizontal bit of component but if you're like a specific of a specific industry that's a that's a vertical uh, you know product. Don't you think there's an advantage though sometimes to be very 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 niche? Absolutely there is. As opposed Absolutely. to being a generalist, I worry about that a bit with stuff, especially the world where the world's going. Like exactly. We're becoming highly specialized in niche where you're going instead of a person working for a company all year round, no one's the best at everything they do at their job all year round. right so why not hire the best people for that particular project when you need them and they just work on they're specialists in this one area so companies go through people so we were talking about um 
blitz scaling. Blitz scaling, uh, right? Yeah. I mean, just what are your general thoughts on that? And and well, we were talking about how special, you know, people becoming very, um, you know, highly skilled in a very niche area, and you're talking about horizontal, and as opposed to someone being, you know, very specific. I would right. argue that now I wouldn't have said this a while ago. Now the advantage is to be niche. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. You know, this is, uh, see, while you're a horizontal platform, you need to figure out, you know, the specific use cases that you want to go after as, uh, and what you, what you're doing best as a, as a product, right? So your, your core competency, your core competency. I mean, that it, it always holds true, right? So even if you're building a horizontal product, uh, your go-to market needs to be vertical. Okay. Right. And and it needs to be more to that. So, um, for example, how we are approaching at Stackby, let's, let's talk about that. Right. Stackby, as you know, is, has multiple possibilities, but we are specifically going after, uh, a certain function. Let's just say marketing. Right. And we want to build for marketing. Probably is marketing. Why can't you say which sector it is? Yeah, it is marketing. It's so, I find it so shocking that I still find it shocking. Marketing people are the ones that use this. It is mind blowing, but because I think of them as like, for some reason, lazy people, but I'm wrong. I should know, but they, they, they use a lot of tools. They use a lot of tools. And today they, they struggle with using sheets, um, reporting. I hear that problem all the time with like, with like the Facebook ads, I in one place, all that stuff. I hear that I've heard that complaint myself, and I remember I brought it to your attention with um, one of my clients way back when. That is a common thing I hear. So it must not be very easy to use elsewhere, or, or it's very friction. There's friction around it, I guess. Yeah, because I mean, because data is everywhere, right? Because they they're not prop- so where they're managing the campaigns, where they are getting the reports, and where they are managing the projects are com- three different places, right? And that causes a lot of friction. This is so what blows it, my mind though. Yeah. But why can't there be, why is it so hard for organizations to have a central source of truth? It is why hard is because the these tools are different, different right? These tools are different uh, because, you know, if you're, if you're running ads on Google and Facebook, uh, they are not giving you a super simple ad manager to do it. I mean, you still have to navigate to run your ads, right? Within those. But can't you pull the data though? You can, you can pull, pull the, data. the data. Yeah, yeah, you can the pull the data. Get everything in stack by and say, okay, this is like the truth. Because a lot of people have charts that are the same charts and they're in two different spots and they have different numbers and don't people don't know which one's the right one. And, and also people on, on like Google Sheets, for example, there's like 18 people editing at the same time and it doesn't work, period. And if anyone who's listening who's tried that knows it doesn't work. Yeah. And why is it so hard to just, I've, I've always been amazed by this. Like, yes, there's a million different tools, but you can consolidate the data into one spot nowadays without technical skills. Is that true or not true? It is true. So what's the deal? I don't get it. See, the, the point is... Um... Today, the tools that are out there, like let's just talk about spreadsheets, right? If you're using spreadsheets to organize information and to collect reports, it's not the best tool to do it, right? You need 
something a little more powerful than a spreadsheet, which most likely is a database that you can customize. And why is that? Why? Because databases allow you to give, you know, they basically give you a certain level of flexibility uh, in terms of the number of data types that you can add within a database. On a spreadsheet, you're typically adding things like number, text, or data time. Uh, on a database, you're adding rich column types, uh, you know, like attachments or drop downs or buttons or checklists or things like that, right? On, you know, on your individual columns, right? So you can structure your data more effectively. On spreadsheets, the structuring of data is not that effective. Filtering and sorting of that data is not effective. Bringing data from other tools is not that effective. You need to use, say, app script, you know, to, to write, uh, you know, certain script to pull information, right? And it's not as straightforward for a non-technical person, right? Well, With databases... Some... Yeah. yeah, I would push back a little bit and say there's there's some Google Sheets plugins like uh, API connectors that you can Correct. you can definitely pull some stuff in, but yeah. it's more it's not as um, cohesive as it's not so, cohesive. I mean, of course you can do it, but it's not the primary uh, use case. Yeah, or, you could, or you could not scale that to to an effective you know level because filtering you definitely can't scale it. You definitely can't scale it because there's a limit. I believe like a hundred thousand rows or something like that. But uh, I don't know. Um, but uh, are you saying that people generally use spreadsheets? They act as if they're databases. They treat them like databases or exactly. is it the opposite? They treat databases like spreadsheets. They treat spreadsheets like databases. Okay. And what's an example of that? Like a simple. I mean, I've seen, uh, you know, a lot of agencies still, uh, use uh, like build content calendars, uh, you know, their campaign, uh, you know, calendars, everything on spreadsheet, you know, campaign, and why, campaign management. And why is it so much more effective to use something like Stackify as opposed to that sheet? Why, what makes it more efficient or better or whatever? A lot of unique column types, right? Three particular data types in spreadsheets versus 25 plus column types in Stackify. Native API connectors. Okay native API connectors to all these popular services uh, with a single okay. click and six different types of views, right? Where not only you can see data in a spreadsheet, but you can also convert into a Kanban calendar, create a custom form that is linked to your table and even like a gallery, right? So are those, I mean, are, are those all, are there any views that you guys are missing that you're going to build in the future or six, like the max amount of views that can be thought No, no, of? no. We are definitely building more for sure. Like what, what, what's, what's a view that will come in the future that you don't have? Gantt, Gantt like view. Gantt? Yeah. That's the only one I could think of. What else am I missing? Uh, there's Gantt, there's Timeline, and there are a couple of other views that we're thinking internally. Yeah. I think, I think Monday.com has, oh, is it Monday.com that has, there's one that just has an enormous mm -hmm. amount of views, but doesn't, isn't great out of that, but just has a lot of views. I don't know if that's it yeah. or not. So yeah, yeah. you just said something interesting and I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you on it to make sure you're telling the truth there. You said with one click. Yeah. When, is that true? Two clicks at max. Two clicks. So, so one is to configure, one is to configure. The second click is to, once you configure the API column type, right? So you're, you're basically pulling information from the other table, right? So where, where are places that people can pull in information in Stackify? Or what are the most uh, used the ones? Uh, Google Analytics, Facebook Ads, Google Ads, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, uh, Ahrefs, SEMrush. Can you do LinkedIn Ads? 
LinkedIn ads, yes. Twitter ads, yeah. And Alexa, uh, I mean, there's oh really? Yeah, similar one. In fact, we 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 recently added like I'll tell you I'll I'll give you something. Uh, we've also added Coin Market Cap. It's a crypto API. Oh wait, which one is it? Oh oh oh, wait, which one? Coin Market Cap. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have the app on my phone. I have a lot of the apps. I have CoinGecko too. CoinGecko is, I think, another API. Wait, you just yeah. added that? Yeah, yeah. Is it released yeah. or no? Yeah, it is already released. It's released, I think, four or five months back, yeah. Is it, are you able to tell if it's being well-received, like being used a lot? Absolutely. A lot of people are using it as, as crypto trackers. Crypto wow. portfolio tracker. Your custom crypto portfolio tracker on Stackby. So what, 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 what specifically can you do with that? Like, really? Real time dynamic data, dynamic real time data of your crypto prices of your cryptos. And you can then have the stack by app on your phone and just easily access it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Your whatever. Which is also something I wanted to ask you the app, how out of all the users that you have or um, that, you know, log in on the web, what percent of them log in on iOS, Android on the app? It's low right now because, you know, the app has a completely native interface than the web. Mm-hmm. The web is still more powerful, right? Because you can do so many things. I would but I say, do think the iOS app is good. Yeah. So, but, but we're still trying to make it better. So our engagement, I would say, uh, you know, say 10 to 12% of people are only using apps, but we are now, you know, doing a little more because see today the app is complementary to the main product, which is the web or the desktop version of Stackby, right? Uh, but moving forward, we are also trying to make it a little more, you know, what give more functionalities within the app. But yeah. is it possible to make it into a progressive web app, which a progressive web app means that um, yeah. it's essentially like its own browser that would adapt to whatever yeah. it's on. So you we can launched it as PWA. Jonathan, we launched it as that. We launched it as a PWA on mobile, but then we ended up creating a native application for mobile. So mobile development is Why? completely different Why? than web development because it ha- it needs to be native. I mean, if you want to scale it, the mobile apps need to be native and it needs to give you a mobile kind of experience of the web platform. I, 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 I actually don't know if I agree or not. I would have agreed a hundred percent of anything over a year ago. Oh, I don't I'm, come on. I mean, user experience makes a huge difference. If no, I know. I know. But, but like, look at like glide apps, right? You would save a PWA on your phone. That's what you're referring to as a PWA. And I'm just explaining to everyone what a PWA is. A PWA is you can open up a site in like Safari on an iOS, and then you click add to home screen and there'll be an icon on your screen, just like an app. And you click it. Yeah. And when it opens, it's just like an app. In fact, if someone stole your phone, you would have no idea which apps you got from the app stores and which ones are PWAs. It's impossible to tell, but it's not a native yeah. app you get from the app store. And StackBy right. has both. It did both. And you, um, I, I've been amazed by how well-received PWAs are, that people actually like that experience when I, I am all about the native. So the Stack by app, I love that. Like I would rather have that. But aren't there, would there be more functionality within the PWA because it is a browser and you can maybe do those, you can even do connectors on mobile. Like, is that ever going to happen? Like where you're going to be able to do, you know, those, but we'll make make that, we'll make that happen natively. We'll make that happen natively. 
Oh, wow. That, that can't be easy. That can be easy. See, I'll tell you, I mean, our mobile development team has been on the product since day one. There is a se- separate mobile development team in Stackify. It's not like an aftermath. It's not like coming afterwards. So 20, that, that's their full-time job. That's, that's a full-time job to, to build features in the mobile apps. And that go, that mean, that's iOS and Android? That, that's iOS and Android both, absolutely. Are there more people who downloaded with iOS or Android? There's more on iOS. Did that surprise you or no? Um, no. I mean, I, I think we, we knew it. it. It was going to be more iOS. Because, I, because iOS is the smaller market share of users, right? Doesn't Android take up most of the phone market? It does, okay. but I'm not sure. The kind of users we have tracked, you know, are mostly uh, Apple users, yeah. So, okay. So what's 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 the most exciting thing that you could share that's coming up with Stackify either in the next few months? Few, like, what's what are you pumped about that you're like, I can't wait to see what the reaction is good. Like something, is there something you've been working on that you, like just yourself, that are just like, I can't wait to launch this like a feature, like are you shipping something, anything that you're jazzed apps, about? Apps Marketplace, right? And the most requested feature uh, is grouping. The most requested feature. So what? So tell people what that means. So, I mean, a lot, a lot of our users, uh, you know, want us to group records on the grid. So there is a grouping feature uh, that we would, you know, that we are working, we are working on. That's the most requested feature. I would say, I would all. say, I mean, not, not the. I would top top three. I would say. What's another one? Uh, another one is the the app dashboard, right? The the reporting dashboards. Really. Charts and pivot table. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A lot of people. Yeah, because it is a lot. Of da- they want to visualize it. I, they I, want to visualize it, right? I mean, it's the it's the next uh, logical thing to do right yeah and and yeah uh, there are a few views uh, you know as we've discussed but um I, I think there are more surprises i don't want to like reveal some of the surprises but 2022 is going to be a good year that's what you're saying basically absolutely because you've foundationally worked super hard i mean super super hard like are you going to uh, raise capital it's up to discussions. Let's see. Uh, you know, um, we are. And it's not. Have you raised retail investors already? Up to this point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How much have you guys yeah. raised? Is that public? No, no, we have not raised anything. Sorry, what, so what's your question? You've been a hundred percent bootstrap from day yeah. one to today. Absolutely. Not a dime. Yeah. Not a dime from any investor. No VC. Nothing. No, no board. Not a, not a dime from my dad. Wow. So you are, so everything that we have talked about and talking about the growth and just how far Stackify has come, that has come from you investing your own capital, right? Yeah. I think it was a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. You've added more in later with, as the company. Over a period of time. Yeah. Sure. But, but it's important to note though, that as you've grown this, you've also created a business that produces profits that you can reinvest in the business, right? Correct. That's possible. Um, yes. but you did not need to, cause 
I talk to so many people and they're like, I'm gonna sell this idea. And the first thing I hear is I'm gonna raise money. I'm gonna raise money. I'm gonna raise money. I'm gonna raise money. And I, the first thing I think of is that's such a big mistake. That is such a big mistake. You're a really good example. And there's others. I mean, I think Nathan Berry convert kid, I believe he as well is, is a part of that. But, um, first of all, the freedom of being bootstrapped has to count for something like that. You, that has to be valuable to you. It, I would think that would be like a gigantic perk that you don't have these like investors jumping down your, I feel like you can get more done. Is that true? That's, would you that's say that's why, probably that's true? Why, yeah. That's why we could, we could, we could ship features so fast, right? Think about it. But it's a double-edged sword though. You can only ship features up to what you can afford. Whereas the, I could argue, okay, you can raise 50 million and let's say that's real. And you could do that. Yes. You would have less, you have smaller piece of a pie, but maybe you can ship what you would ship in 2022 and 2023, just in four months. And then, Absolutely. you know, what, no, what's going to end no, up? See, Jonathan, I would, I, I would disagree on that because see, sometimes you need to, you know, when you're building products, it takes time to build. Rome is not built in a day. Whether you put five engineers or hundred engineers on it, more the amount of people working on something, there are there are more complexities. Right? It's yes. not easy. So if 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 you ask me, Rachit, you raise money, you throw you know money at engineers, and they will build it for you. It's they will take the same amount of time. Right. Well, I think that comes under leadership. Of, I, yeah. I, uh, well then then well what you're saying is is that that's always the case when you have more people it's not always the case always but the when case. you're building a products like this you know when it's a car it's a different story when it's okay. a rocket it's a different story right but when you're building software products like this foundationally you need to work hard on a lot of things right and more the people it changes it you know it it becomes more complex because think about it there is, you know, popular products like Notion, Airtable. Well, I you wanted to ask it. you about ClickUp. ClickUp. Do you think they Click made up. a mistake raising all their money? No, I mean, I, there, there is no mistake, right? I mean, the founder is smart and they know what they're doing. Uh, but they raised but, a lot. Yeah, but they a were bootstrap for the first five years. They were bootstrap for the first five years. They were. They were. But then they but then they decided to flip it and, and get all that money for a reason, I'm sure, to grow faster yeah. and whatnot. But you, right. he... I imagine he didn't do that to become less efficient and to ship slower. So why would he do it? No, no, definitely. So, so hundred percent, because I think then he's chasing growth, right? It's not about product, right? He's chasing growth. He's chasing market share. So not about product. It's, it's a little less about the product, more about growth, right? Um, Really? Yes. Because I mean, you, you, in ClickUp, I mean, there are still a lot of things that, you know, they need to work on. I mean, yeah. Check out the oh, backlog. Sure. I mean, there are a lot of, lot of things that, you know, they need to work on it. Uh, so the point, the point I'm trying to make is that it takes time to build products, right? And foundationally you need to work hard. It's not about throwing money and getting more engineers. Um, but getting the best to... engineers are important, right? The talent. Yes. Yes. Quality. And how is do you do important. that? Quality is more important than quantity. And how do you get quality? What do you do? Do you, how much of your time do you spend recruiting or finding that talent? These days, I'm even, even if it's like time. not, you know, indirectly, just, you know what I mean? Just keep I'm people still, in mind. You know, today I'm spending more than 50% of the time recruiting. Over 50%. And is this for hiring all around or, or you're looking all at executive around. team? No, all around. Okay. 
And so, um, so the core, what does your executive team look like? Or what's the structure of the company? I'm a single founder. And then who reports into you? How many uh, people? So I have uh, a marketing head and a product head who reports to me. And that's about okay. it. Yeah. And no sales, no partnerships. I, I, sales and partnership. Like we just hired like uh, two people in sales. Yeah. So sales, of course. You just think about that. I mean, this is far down the line. It's amazing what you did without that. Are, yeah. Do you think you could benefit from any, are you missing any crucial positions in your opinion? Absolutely. Like what are you looking More. for now? At this um, stage of the company, what's most important? Because you got traction, you've got you you got cash flow, right? You yeah. are debating which route you want to go with fundraising, all that stuff. You get a choice. What do you feel like would be a value add in terms of a CTO, a CTO, and and why why is that number one? Because engineering is tough. Roadmap is big, and it's gonna grow. And is it hard to find that person? And you've been looking? No, no, it's, it's, uh, we're waiting, uh, you know, till we hit a certain scale to bring a more experienced person on, on board. Okay. So you hire based on achievement of milestones, financial milestones. Exactly. Okay. Because you're a real business that makes real money that actually operates. Yeah, like a I business. mean, I'm, I'm not going after, you know, vanity matrix, right? I'm going after real yeah. matrix. A real business. People forget what a real business is. They, yeah. I mean, if I, if I, if I, if I probably raised like a million dollars, uh, you know, I would, this would be my first hire, right? A CTO. It's a, wow. Okay. Interesting. And I mean, do you feel right now that you are under, like that you could use more people that you, you actually could get a little bit more done if like you're kind of crippled a little bit by not having that million dollars or not so much? No, no. I mean, no, I think, I think we are, we are, we are. We are still keeping up with the pace of the market, right? Uh, as a product, so from a product standpoint, people are amazed. You know how much we are shipping. You know in such a less time. Um, but from a growth standpoint, I wish we had more paid marketing dollars uh, to spend. Right, that's the only way, uh, because I think content and SEO and organic channels, referral, word of mouth works. But if it's uh, also you know given a push with the paid marketing channels, it just like multiplies your efforts. And when you say paid marketing, you're talking Facebook, linked like all this. Google, Google and about? Facebook, basically. Yeah. Google and Facebook. Yeah. And so, oh, okay. Facebook first though, right? Uh, Google, Google first. Google first. Really? Wow. Interesting. All right. So, it's very interesting. So the last thing um, that that I wanted to touch on was my favorite. I don't call it the creator economy anymore. I call it the ownership economy, but creators, right? I'm sure that you have heard countless stories of people using Stackify in some capacity into an application or platform that you probably never even imagined would be created ever, right? <laughs> um, you know, people attaching stack by into a front end, like we were saying, and then have automations with emails and you have Twilio, you got SendGrid, you got Zapier, you got Integromat, you got all, you Parabola, whatever. Um, do you believe it, it is, not do you believe, 
is it um, in is this a driving force at all for you to make this ecosystem that you're making? Do you ever think about the benefit it could bring creators in terms of them being able to actually make money, make a living off of the stack by product as well? While you know, at, you benefit as them as having them as a customer, but also they can even have their own customers even on top of that. Do you ever see that happening? And is that important to you? Yeah, I definitely see that happening. Uh, I mean, whether we would build that kind of a functionality or let our partners build that, you know, is is up to question. Uh, we would love to collaborate uh, where, uh, you know, uh, Stackback can be converted into customer portals or, uh, you know, portals where, you know, others can, uh, you know, utilize Stackby data in a completely different visual front end. Uh, there are a few ideas uh, that we have internally that whether we want to build it or we want to partner, it's build versus partner, uh, you know, call. Um, but I think it will be a mix of both uh, moving forward. Uh, uh, we are not going to completely reject the idea of building in-house, right? But at the same time, also collaborate. Uh, I think it's it's all about what the users want at the end of the day. If, if Jonathan was a paid customer, wants to expand hey, I've referred a lot of people right. I have a lot of referral money in my account that is unused I'll right. donate you have a lot you have a lot of referral credits yeah <laughs> yeah but you gotta you gotta use it man you gotta you gotta subscribe I've, I to don't it. know uh, alright I'll use it I've been yeah. trying to use it you won't let me use it why why won't I let you use it I don't know you have weird rules uh no i'll use it i think oh, i have I, I referred quite a few i wanted to get as high as pop it says i'm number one or did yeah so not yeah. to brag or anything but i was your number one refer no i think, I think that was I the you were yeah 100 percent. i mean you know i'm just trying to help a friend out that's all no absolutely it, it huge difference i mean uh so so yeah i mean um uh, as you know uh, to your creator economy um um you know, philosophy, right? I completely am into it, right? You know, because as I said, uh, there is a huge opportunity for converting normal people like us into those creators. And that's super empowering. Imagine the solutions that we would be able to build. Uh, imagine the solutions we'll be able to build, you know, spin out so fast. Imagine there is another COVID wave. And uh, no, there let's is, not imagine there, that. It's already there. Okay. Uh, imagine like a bigger pandemic surfaces and you want to quickly spin out a community management platform and start reaching out to your communities and build that, you know, in like less than an hour uh, and start reaching <laughs> out to crazy. people. So I don't think a lot of people you... know, I don't think a lot of people know that. That's what I think the problem is. I, I, and I talked, we talked this countless times. I think it's the education. Absolutely. I think people just don't, don't know because if they did know, they would do it. It's all about education. And I think that's, that's where we community and education, right? Because community brings community grows, right? So they bring more people, they bring friends, network, everything to be part of that community. Network effects. And network effects happen within community and content, of course, because you need to educate this community. You need, you need this community to become brand advocates. And that especially happened with us, you know, and with all the popular tools that are out there. There are always few brand advocates that take the brand forward, right? And these are people from nowhere who, you know, you never thought that you would meet, but they associate 
and they make a huge difference in your journey right and why right? do you think they do that because they believe in the vision right they believe in they believe in you know where this is going and what it could do to so many lives and uh that's the kind of people we want to work with and that's the people we want to be associated with and talk to on a daily basis uh so is that something you is that something and and just in general that you instill like in internally in your culture of like uh, kindness and like treating each other like do you have like a culture code internally absolutely absolutely and because th- that and do you feel like that reflects on the customer it How, does like you, we are super we are super sympathetic uh and empathetic uh, you know uh towards each other as well as to our customers i mean there have been times where we have gotten on like uh zoom calls like me you know as a founder has gotten on zoom calls at like 12 am in the night 1 am in the night just to solve a customer problem no questions asked you'll be on there <laughs> i'll be on there i'll be on there yeah i mean if they need me and if they are really frustrated about something i'll make sure that i'm on there and you know give them that assurance that it is fixed or it is going to be fixed so in general uh, now i'm just curious how would you say your your average day is allocated like out of the 100% what like 10% customer service what is it how does it look usually i know it's all over the place but how <laughs> it it's all over the place man <laughs> so but i would say i guess say, now uh, at this point in time it's 50% building the team uh 30% uh growth and 20% product okay and i i would imagine even a year ago that product number would be a lot higher is that right it was yeah it was 60% product yeah 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 i think well i i think i knew that i think we've talked about that so what is there anything is there anything that i didn't cover with with that you wanted to mention about stack by that i didn't ask about that um you know that we didn't touch on or ways that it could help people. I mean, the point of all this is, is very basic. It's to inform people, but we just talked about that lack of education, right? This is literally just a medium of us talking, but hopefully I'm really hoping delivering value of, Oh my God, I didn't know that was possible. Oh, wow. I can do that. Oh, whoa. I actually have an income doing something I love. Oh my God. I'm happy. Whoa. What a crazy concept. I just think that's, first of all, needed in this world, but I think it's inevitable. I think it's inevitable. That's where the world is shifting. And StackBuy is 100% playing a big role in that, as are many others, for sure. Um, is, there, is, there, is, there, is there anything that, um, that you'd like to plug or share or say anything about that, I, that we didn't talk about? And, you're, you're, and people who are listening, you should watch the video because his background is, uh, is got the StackBuy logo. Has the awesome illustrations of people uh, in a kitchen writing on a computer slash wall. Maybe they need a new artist. And like, uh, but the colors are good. Uh, it's really cool though. But yeah, is there anything? I think or exciting think, things you can breaking news. <laughs> I think we covered a lot of things, right? From from our journey to uh, the possibilities and uh, you know where this is going, right? Uh, and I think. We can, we'll always talk more, Jonathan, I think. I mean, where do, is, where do you, where do you think, I mean, seriously, in general, where do you think no code, it, it blew up, right? It was nowhere that it blew up, wherever we're at now, where do you, like, like, do you have a prediction, like, for, you know, you know, what's going to unfold in 2022? 
Like, is there some contrarian thought that you have that's going to happen that maybe a lot of people don't agree with? Like, you think it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger? Is it going to evolve into something else? How does Web3 play a role in it? Is that going to disrupt it? Do you actually spend time thinking about decentralization at all? Or is that just like way out there? Uh, I think I've just started to think about that, uh, you know, about Web 3.0. Uh, but, you know, where, uh, you know, 2022 and beyond, I think there is there will be rise of citizen developers, uh, people like you and me, uh, you know, building solutions. Right. Um, and this will just keep, you know, blossoming into, you know, something uh, much special and bigger. You know, sometimes what it takes is, you know, if you have, you know, 10,000 people who are true citizen developers and who are creating content on a daily basis, all right, publishing on YouTube, sending out email newsletters, running their own communities, it just takes those 10,000 people to create a revolution, right? Nice. So, so we, we should just be, we should just be lucky. I mean, 10,000 is a lot. I mean, even like thousand makes a huge difference, right? Uh, so we should be lucky that we are part of this, you know, revolution together. And we are trying to contribute in whatever way we can, right? In, in building as well as preaching, you know, about, you know, about these tools, about, you know, what, what it can do and how it can change people's lives. Right. So I think more of us needs to work together uh, and, you know, make this into a more uh, collaborative, uh, you know, play rather than a competitive play, because it's not like a winner takes all, uh, you know, strategy here. Uh, there are going to be multiple players, individuals, partners, companies, brands, we're going to come together to make it possible, right? So that's that's where I feel that, um, you know, we should look at each other as more complementary than, you know, than anything else. Um, and if, if we have that mindset, right, uh, the revolution that we are going to see in no code will just, will happen faster than, you know, we would ever imagine. But again, if there is more polarization, you know, uh, in the world, right, with regards to no code, uh, with regards to what's right and what's wrong, then, of course, this will just delay, uh, you know, the whole creator economy to, to come about. But if there is no polarization, if there is decentralization of our partnerships, uh, then I think it'll just, it'll happen f faster than, you know, what I feel. Uh, that you know, was very well said, man. I'm not asking any questions after that. That was, whew, that was, that was, that was good. That was really good. I'll end on this. I just made this up in my head. I wanted to end on this. We're going to leave on a quote. What's a, what are your favorite quotes or a quote that you live by that you want to leave with everyone? Focus 95% of your time solving problems and 5% on the solution. And it's not my quote, it's Albert Einstein's, and uh, he was a genius. There you have it, guys. Rajat, thanks for coming on. I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. And everybody, if you haven't gone to stackby.com, what are you doing? Go to stackby.com, S-T-A-C-K-B-Y, just like it sounds, .com. And it'll be worth it, I promise. Thank you for coming on, man. Seriously.
that was awesome. Thanks a lot, Jonathan, for hosting me, and you've been super patient. And thanks, thanks a lot for exuberating so much energy. Right, you you've kept me awake till three a.m. in the night, and which is <laughs> which is by the way, a Saturday night, right? And it's amazing that uh, with so much of your you know passion and energy, I would just like I would even like continue till like five a.m. in the morning if you ask me to. But uh, oh, well, that's that's very nice but, of you to say. But the kind of energy that you you know even like we're miles apart, but the kind of energy that you exuberate and the kind of passion. I think you, I think you have more passion than me, you know, about no code, and that's what I feel. Uh, you're the true creator, you know. I, I mean, if creators had like, or should have like a brand ambassador, I would definitely nominate you, you know, for, you know, to to take to take a role. And I think we need more people like you, Jonathan. To be honest, to uh, to really share that you know energy to the universe and keep sharing the right kind of you know mindset on and content. Um, and the kind of person you are, you know, I wish more people, you know, would be that, and the world would be a much better place. Yeah. Thank you. I'm not going to take any compliments. That that was very nice. I appreciate that. And this is why we're good friends. And this is just the beginning too. And um, we all have to do it together, man. It's all of us. It's everybody. Absolutely. And absolutely. absolutely. So, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm forever indebted to you for doing this, and you'll come on no, again no, in the no. future. I mean, come on, come on. You've you've no. hosted me, so I am forever indebted that uh, you know you're hosting me and you've been so patient, you know, in hearing the stories and everything else. So I think no, that was I'm, awesome. Thanks for opening up and sharing all that stuff. That was cool. Yeah, thanks a lot.